Hello, listeners. Very, very special episode for you guys today. I want to let you guys know that I will be around. This is I'll Be Around by The Spinners. So I got a few songs for you guys today for episode 100. It's a very special occasion. There's a couple different songs I wanted to play. I just feel like it set the mood. It set the tone. I feel like it represents kind of what we're trying to do here today. And I am so grateful whoever is listening to me right now. That was I'll Be Around by The Spinners. This one is called 100 by Game and Drake. We're going to play a little bit of this. We're going to play another song after this. And then we'll get into the program. 40, OB. What a fucking year it's been, man. We just sitting there talking about life. What a year. Play some I'm gonna let this rock. But I forgot to tell you one thing. Niggas call me to set you up. Want me to come and wet you up. Cause you are out of town, nigga. Like Biggie heard about the shit with Diddy, so I came through to vest you up. And I got a vest for 40, a vest for hush, a vest for every nigga with an aisle on his chest. And what? I got LA unified. You better all commit suicide. Teachers ain't testing us. See, I know how I feel to be platinum plus. Niggas is jealous of you, so they try to wrap you up, tax you up. But it's over your blood money. Nigga, catch these bullets like you catch the bus. Dog fame is a motherfucker. Do a nigga for favors when you came through the fifth. I LA niggas be the craziest. These niggas do some shady shit. Niggas will run up on your car, catch you off guard like the Lil Wayne and baby shit. 40, I'm fucked up. Y'all better not come to my studio with that fake shit. Y'all better not come to my funeral with that fake shit. Y'all better off realizing there's nothing that y'all could do with me. All I ever ask is keep it eight more than 92 with me, 100. Episode 100. Episode 100, man. You know we have to play that for the vibe. Got to get it right in here. I got one more song, though. This one is For the Stunt by Russ. And this kind of just sums up how I felt when I graduated high school. This sums up how I feel now. When you get to the end of a certain road and the end of a certain era, this is just one of those songs that makes the most sense to me. I'm going to let this rock, and then we will get into the shits. Put a billboard in my city, yeah, I do it for the stunt. Riding Bentleys in your city, yeah, I do it for the stunt. I might fly your girl out with me, yeah, I do it for the stunt. I might go and blow like 50, yeah, I do it for the stunt. Yeah, I do it for the sun. Yeah, I do it for the sun. Yeah, I do it for the sun. I just do it for the sun. Yeah, I do it for the sun. Yeah, I do it for the sun. I just do it for the sun. I was broke a year ago. I work for this. 
All right, so we have like four minutes of music there, so I think we're we're good on that front as of now. Welcome to episode 100, the 100th edition of the Blake Mayfield podcast. I am your grateful, gracious, and humbled host for this event, Blake Mayfield, and I'm in great spirits, man. I cannot lie to you guys at all. I'm very excited. I've been looking forward to this for about a week or so now and getting my ducks in a row, and I'm very happy to be here. And if you are listening to me right now, I am so, so, excuse the French, so fucking grateful for you guys because it just means a ton to me because no one owes me anything. And that's a big topic that we're going to address throughout the day and stuff like that. But, you know, no one owes me anything when it comes to this podcast. So I really appreciate if you guys are giving your time and, and giving your opinion on it and whatnot. And it's a huge occasion for me. Whoever's listening, thank you for tuning in, whether it's your first time, whether it's your last time, or it's just another time. I appreciate you. I want to give a special shout out to all the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Overcast listeners. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. I also want to let you guys know I have free podcast hats available. If you guys would like a free podcast hat, just hit me up on Instagram at Blake Mayfield 23 or on Facebook under Blake Mayfield. And I want to give a special shout out and thank you to Derek and the whole team over at JBL Hardscapes for agreeing to be the first ever sponsor of this podcast. This is something that happened recently. And it hasn't been going on that long, and I'm very grateful for it. I never really thought I'd have like a sponsor that pays me or a sponsor that was willing to let me use their name and their likeness for my program. So it just lets me know that I'm doing something right. So I edited the intro a little bit for them, and I, I want to do this the right way for the 100th episode and the 100th edition of this thing. And going forward, this will be the promo. So here we go. In need of a new patio, outdoor kitchen installation, new driveway renovation, or any retaining wall? Look no further than JBL Hardscapes. With over 24 years experience in the trade, JBL Hardscapes provides workmanship for domestic and commercial markets. Contact JBL Hardscapes at 707-260-9151 and ask for Derek to get that dream project finished that you've always wanted. Again, that is 707-260-9151. And without further ado, let's get into it, guys. So... Before I bring on any guests today, I wanted to just say thanks. And I don't want to do the cliche like, oh, thank you for, you know, giving me clicks or for making me money. Because uh, truth be told, I have not made a fucking dime off this podcast yet. I I'm not going to make one for a little while, probably. This is all just for the passion. This is just for... Um, my likeness, I guess. I mean, I don't even really do it for a public image or anything. I just feel like this is something I've always wanted to do. And we're almost three years in the making. Funny enough, literally August 18th, 2020, and today's August 18th, 2021, a year ago, exactly to the day I uploaded episode 50 to my SoundCloud, which was honestly a re-upload of episode one with Billy Pilgrim from Q97. He does uh, Billy and Patrick in the morning still. And you guys should listen to that radio show if you haven't from 6 to 10 a.m. on 97.3 here in Shasta County. And those guys are awesome. It's the best radio show in the town it has been for, I don't even remember how long at this point, but just for him to come on and say yes to some 19 year old kid who washed and vacuumed cars at Kia that summer, because he was the marketing director, uh, just for him to say yes to the opportunity for me was incredible, you know, and I haven't paid anyone ever to come on this podcast. Everyone has seriously done it out of the goodness of their heart, which means so much. And because again, no one owes me shit guys. Like I know it, you know, I'm kind of being repetitive and, and it kind of sounds, um, I, I don't really know what it sounds like. It, it just doesn't sound like I might be grateful enough or whatever, but the thing is I am because no one owes me anything. I don't pay anyone. 
And it's like, just for people to come on and say yes. I mean, I've been so grateful, man, between people like both the Anderson and Reading Mayor, between guys like, uh, shout to Joseph Moore. I'm, I'm literally in his studio right now recording this today because I wanted to have the nice studio. I wanted to have the, the mixer board. I wanted to have the whole set out and the whole layout going for me. Just for Joe to have this studio in general and to let me use it is so cool. I remember when him and shout out to Troy, Troy Parrott, when they invited me on their podcast, you know, for the first time a few months back, that was the first podcast I ever was a guest on. And now I've done Friday night therapy. I've done four guys on a Saturday. Like it's just super cool, man. And like, it's just, I don't have a script or anything like that. So if it sounds like I'm kind of just chasing my tail right now, it's because I literally am. Basically, I just want to say thank you because if there was ever an episode I want you guys to listen to, it would probably be this one because I'm going to have one of my best friends in the whole wide world, my podcast soulmate, as I call him, Mr. Alec White. He's going to come on here very shortly and we're going to talk about some sports, talk about the origins of this podcast. I'm going to call my buddy Felipe, who I've only known for about four or five years, but he's probably my first college friend I've ever met. He's going to come on on a phone call later. I'm going to call my dad later on, um, you know, and we'll just kind of see what happens, man. And it just no one owes me a fucking thing. So for that to be the case and all these people to still come on the podcast, I mean, people like Robert Balky, you know, he's the founder of United Shasta. You know, I mean, he did a drive-in today or a drive-through to get supplies for the Dixie Fire victims and stuff like that. And also I want to thank the firefighters while I have a chance because I'm lucky enough to have this platform and I feel like there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now between COVID and, you know, we're we're trying to get out of a war and there's just so much controversy and stuff. Let's take a moment to remember all the heroes and all the people that voluntarily go out and fight these fires. So we don't have to worry about evacuating or losing our homes or losing our families or losing stuff that we have bought and attained over the years, which is probably the least amount of worries for a lot of people. But when you work so hard for a certain amount of shit and then it gets stolen or just gets burned down in a fire one day or one night, I mean, that is absolutely devastating. So I just want to say thank you to all the firefighters at Cal Fire, all the ones from out of state, all the ones from down south and stuff like that, all the ones from Oregon and stuff like that coming to help. I just really appreciate it. And if any of you guys listen to any firefighters out there, just know that I am thanking you. I respect you. And you guys are welcome any goddamn time to come up here and talk about your experience and talk about just what it is like to be in the field and stuff like that. And real quick, before we move on, I'm going to go let Alan real quick, but I do have a couple other things I want to give as far as shout outs and thank yous, but give me one sec. I'm going to let my buddy Alan. And we're back. So Al is here with me in studio, but I just want to give a couple more thanks real quick before we totally move on and get into the thick of things today. So I have a podcast giveaway for you guys, and it took me a little while to figure out what this giveaway, first of all, would be, and then what it would be centered around. So the giveaway is this. I have a hat. I have a ballpoint pen with the logo. I have a coffee mug with the logo and 10 free business cards. And here's where you guys will have to do your work. So I need you guys to guess how many times I've had the most recurring guests on the podcast correctly. You have to guess the person who's been on the most and also the amount of appearances they've made to the T, whether that's through Spotify, through Apple, wherever you can find the episodes. If you guys can get that correct, whoever DMs me first on Instagram at Blake Mayfield 23 or on Facebook or TikTok, whoever DMs me first and gets it right, I know the answer. I know who the person is. You guys should know who the person is. Um, but whoever can get that right first will get 
the hat, the pin, the mug, and 10 free business cards. And shout out to Vistaprint. I finally went on and got uh, 50 business cards, or 500 business cards, actually. Uh, three ballpoint pins. They, they, You know, I check out, they they throw all this shit at you when you think you're done, like any other fucking yeah. website. They're like, do you want a coffee mug? Do you want pins? Do you want, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah fuck it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I like coffee. You know, like, I, I'll need a pen for football this year. So I was like, fuck it, man, we'll do it. So shout out to Vistaprint. I should be getting all that stuff in today. And like I said, whoever hits me first, it could be as soon as you listen to this and you go count on Spotify and then hit me. Whoever gets it first, I mean, this is totally up for grabs. And I want to do a, a giveaway because I haven't done one yet. I figure episode 100 is the perfect time to do it and i'm finally able to get business cards and something this is something my brother's been telling me to do for like six months and i just haven't had the money or the want to do it but you need it you know it's it's one of those things that you know i think there's only so many times that without video i can go just ask people out in the public hey come on my podcast and it'll work you know you need some hardware if you will Mm -hmm. so yeah and i mean hats are going to be available for free if you guys want a coffee mug let me know and then also hoodies are coming in november so I'm going to have embroidered hoodies, which are going to cost money. Free hats. I'll see if I still want to do those. That's too expensive for me. And one of them I won't make any money on, which is the hats. So I don't know if I'll still be doing those after this next batch of 20 is gone. But if you guys want a hoodie, just let me know. I'm not sure the price yet. Uh, I do want to make sure they're pretty nice. I I like the polyester material. Cotton's too hot for me. I'm a hairy guy. I start fucking sweating shit and smelling bad. So I like polyester. So I want to do some polyester embroidered, but I don't know if you can do that. Maybe it's only cotton material. I don't know. I'll have to hit up Haley and Sam for that. And I want to thank Haley and Sam, the founders and runners and (laughs) the runners, the founders and the owners and the people that run the business over at Almond Apparel. I met Haley through Sprouts Farmers Market about a year ago, and I didn't know that she did hats. I didn't know she did any shit like that. And she has like her own website go to almondapparel.com. They have tons of cool stuff on there and they go around and do pop-up shops. They do giveaways. They do all sorts of stuff on Instagram. It's almond apparel, super cool people. They've been on the podcast before. I believe they're episode 77. So if you guys want to get to know them a little better and get to know their business model, go listen to episode 77 and yeah, just people that are like our age that are trying to do something here in Reading that are good for the community and they're not doing anything wrong. And you know, I I just, I like that shit. I, I fuck with that kind of stuff and I'm super grateful for it because I would never had any hats or anything like that because they're too fucking expensive anywhere else. I mean, she charges me maybe 10 bucks a hat. You know what I mean? Like that is dirt cheap. So yeah, no, you can't. And Sam's cool as fuck too. I mean, we both love Kanye. Um, He's just, he's funny. He's a good guy. And I mean, he's, you know, Haley is the backbone, but he's the one that is good with the designs. He's the one that's good with the promo and stuff. And they do a lot of pictures. I might be doing some modeling for them when it comes to the hoodies this fall. So that's the first time I'll be a fucking model for anything. Like growing up, I was like the fat chubby kid. So there's no way I thought I'd be a fucking model. Uh, so that'd be super cool to do that. It'd be my first time doing something like that. So thank you to Joe for the studio, man. I'm so fucking grateful. He works around basically anything I ask for. And it's so fucking decked out in here. I mean, I wish I had a video of it because it's just, I didn't think anything like this would be possible. I thought we just be in the library or just have the fucking one Yeti forever. So, mm-hmm. um, and we'll get to all that in a sec, but thank you to Vistaprint. Appreciate you guys. Maybe we could do a sponsorship one day and thank you to Haley and Sam for what I call hardware and the hats and stuff like that, because the hats have gone a long way. There's been people that have come on solely because they've gotten hats. So that means a ton. And also thank you to Derek Barry and everyone at JBL hardscapes. Like I said, I cleaned up the, the advertisement a little bit for you guys. George told me to clean it up a little bit. So that was my intention anyway, but once again, hit them up at 707-260-9151. Ask for Derek and they will help you out with whatever you want, whether it's, you're trying to resell your house, whether you're just trying to have a nice fucking front yard, they will help you. And without further ado, man, Al is here. Mm, Hi. Here. How's it going? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. Episode 100. I didn't think we would get this far this quickly. Yeah. Um, 
this was kind of intended to be something that I thought would run a long time. This is, this is a, well, it's like a, it's like a seventies Dodge, like a Dodge mm. charger. You know, I don't know if you saw the new fast and furious, but, uh, there was a scene where Dom's dad was telling him that, you know, this, the charger will run a hundred years if you take care of it, like a family, you yeah, know, the whole yeah, thing's, yeah. <laughs> it's all centered around fucking family, but it's serious, man. I mean, this is something I wanted to be a well-oiled machine and, I listened back, I tried to listen back to episode three, which is the first time me and you were together on wax. The first time me, you and Steve were all together. The cover photo was us sitting there in your garage. And I remember that night it was super fucking stormy and rainy. I had to take Steve home. Something was wrong with his car that day. Something, I think a branch got stuck. Some shit happened with his fucking car. And it was just, it was one of those nights, but it was something that it was really telling. It was really fun. It's something that I knew would last for a little while. You guys came to me with the idea, though, and that's what I want to discuss today, because we come on here and we talk about, so, LeBron, Space Jam, and, you know, we talk about fucking, you know what I mean, Jordan, and we talk about all these guys, you know, Mahomes, but we don't talk about how we became friends, how it all started, because from the time that you basically helped me get the job at Players to when we started the podcast was maybe two months. Mm -hmm. It was a very short amount of time, so from your perspective... You guys came to me with the idea and said that you guys wanted to do it for a little while, all throughout 2017, 18, when you guys worked together at first at Players. And I guess I was the right guy for the job. I don't know. But I'll let you talk about it, man. The podcast origins. Mm -hmm. Did you think we'd get this far? Did you think it'd be this fun? What do you think about all this shit? I mean, as far as getting this far, I mean, it's kind of, you hope that it would get this far, but it's also, you know, it's kind of hard to predict just because you don't know, you know, everyone goes their separate ways, you know. So you didn't know if, like, you know, all of us would be together for that long. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's – what was the other part of the question? Just, I mean, you guys had the idea first. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's just, you know, we all really like sports, and, you know, we, we have – or at least we think we have good sports knowledge. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, sports is just something that's always fun to talk about, and I think that especially during 2020, during COVID – when everything was shut down, I think it was really good for all of us to have sort of that escape, you know, just a couple hours, of, you know, just go talk shit, you know, talk about LeBron, talk about whoever. Um, <laughs> LeBron. <laughs> but I mean, even before that, you know, it was just something that, you know, we did it once. Like you said, we started out in my garage during a big old thunderstorm. Yeah. Um, we actually had to record that one twice. Yeah, fun fact. And I think I said it on the podcast itself, but that was an episode that was going, in my mind, super fucking well. Like, we yeah. were fucking killing it. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden, literally, my bet, my MacBook, after maybe a month or two, just did a whole fucking update in the middle of the podcast. We were, like, maybe 50 minutes in. We were on, I think, the Giants. It was our last topic. Yeah. And I was like, cool, this is, like, a hella good, like, first episode for us. And then, boom, we had to redo the whole thing. Let me tell you, man, and I say this a lot, but we were bad. Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> I don't know if you listened to well, it we recently. Were, we or... were about two and a half hours long, which, you know, not many people want to listen to the podcast that long. Right. Especially when you got a thunderstorm in the background. Yeah. And, like, just the garage and just the photo. Like, yeah. I was super fucking overweight at the time, so, like, I don't look good in my gray fucking hoodie. I was like, Jesus Christ, my hair is all fucking crunchy and flaky. Uh, we've come a long way, in my yeah. opinion. We've really, come a long yeah. fucking way, I think. But no, it was super fun, and here's the reason why I say it's not good. It's because it's the first time doing it. Yeah, 100%. you know what I mean. There was only a certain like I think the the intro song was uh like Low Baby Drake and Gunna. I don't even remember the name of that song, but that was the intro for some reason. Like it had nothing to do with the actual program or anything. And then we kind of just like I was like fake laughing throughout it, and you and Steve were giving great takes, but I was just trying to do this shock jock bullshit, which I think is very obvious for people that go back and listen and stuff. I mean, I grew up obviously on. How 
Howard Stern, Dan Patrick, you know, guys that, you know, I mean, even guys like, like a Skip Bayless that, you know, they say things just for the shock value, just for the, yeah. like the, oh, fuck, you know, I can't believe he said that kind of thing. And not that I was going for the hot take no one else wanted or anything, because I still have takes that I feel like are just kind of out there sometimes, but... I, I was trying too hard at it where now it just feels like not even work. We just come in here and we talk and I'll get a little excited sometimes. Like, I don't know if you listen to the one with me, Eric and George, but Rick was saying some dumbass shit and it just after a while and shout out to Rick. I mean, I, I, I fucking love both those guys, but he was saying some dumb shit. And after a while, it's like, dude, come on now. Like, I'm not, I'm not here for this. You know what I mean? Like, we're yeah. not going to act like Carson Wiener schnitzel is going to beat y'all and Tom Brady won't. Like, we're not having that discussion. So just stuff like that. And just the growth. I mean, it went from, you know, us posing after every podcast for the profile pictures to yeah. picking athletes and, and, and naming these different things. And I'll tell you what, though, the first few episodes were titled That's Hot juicy. Yeah. Uh, one of them was rest in peace. My baby girl, Stella, my old pit bull, that unfortunately passed. I mean, there was really good names to these episodes and I feel like that was part of the appeal at first. 100%. Um, I know that, you know, a lot of people, I was never the most popular fucking kid in school. Um, if I was, it was for all the wrong reasons. And Steve knew a lot of people as well, such as George and, and Eric and stuff like that. And other guys, I'm, I'm sure that would go listen. And I just remember every time we'd all post it, man, like it would rack up a good amount of plays and, yeah. and it was good, man. We developed some really good chemistry and stuff like that. Um, and I mean, look, as far as the absence of Steve, I don't know if he's going to listen to this. I, I know he listens here and there, but it, it's something that it isn't personal. I, I would like to have him back in one of these days. Um, it was just me and him for a little while. And I remember that you were teaching and stuff like that. So you mentioned the whole people going their separate ways thing. Literally April, 2019, I think it was April that year, you leave the pizza spot and you go teach. Mm -hmm. And that didn't mess up chemistry or nothing, but it just, it makes everyone's schedule a little different because yeah. me and Steve may pull four to tens, but you right. are working seven thirty right. to three. Yeah. So the day is shot at that point. And 100%. there was only, you know, very little time we could actually do stuff, especially even during the summer. So stuff like that is just, it's hard to plan around and stuff like that. You came back to the pizza parlor, but I had moved on to the grocery business and now it's just kind of, it is what it is. I mean, even for episode 100, I, I would have loved for Steve to be here, but he's in Vegas at the pizza expo. Like there's just so many things going on. Um, I mean, even trying to get like your little brother, Seth, shout out to him, trying to get him on is rough because if you are at the parlor, he's not vice versa, yeah. you know? So it's just those, it, it's just adulting. It's just life and stuff like that. But no, I mean, look, the whole intention was to get this thing up and going, <clears throat> excuse me. The whole intention was to get this thing up and going and get it to the point where it's a well-oiled machine. And I always thought we'd get to 100 for sure. I think we'll get to fucking 500. Mm -hmm. How long we actually go, I have no idea. I mean, I don't know if I want to make money off this thing. I don't know if this want if this is the full time job. I don't know because I don't want this to go out of style. Yeah, it's tough to do something this often for this long and for it to stay fresh with the same fucking people. And I mean, you know, we see podcast breakups all the time. The the caller daddy podcast on Barstool, and and I mean, and I don't know who the girl is, but she got sixty fucking million from Spotify just her after her breakup. Uh, the Joe Budden podcast, Rory and Mall, you know, and that was my favorite podcast for two or three years. Rory and Mall left earlier this year, and now no one gives a fuck about the Joe Budden podcast. Everyone likes new Rory and Mall, including me, because I I like those two. I think they have good chemistry. But you see podcast breakups all the time. Is my point. And I never wanted to be the podcast that 
eventually we would break the fuck up or eventually we would get sick of each other or, and that was a nice thing about being able to, I hate to use the word control, but control the environment, going out and getting the laptop. And we could even discuss that for a sec. I mean, literally we were talking about it, talking about it. Chiefs won the Super Bowl against the, uh, no, no, this is 2019. So the Patriots won the Super Bowl against the Rams. This is 2019. Yeah, so yeah. that happens. Um, but Robert Kraft, the day of the day before the Patriots Chiefs AFC Championship game, goes to the massage parlor in yep. Jupiter, Florida, and gets the rub and tug. And we were just laughing about it. And I mean, it was absolutely fucking hilarious. The funniest jokes are the ones that happened before we ever did the podcast. Oh, yeah. The ones you hear on the podcast are not that funny. I'm just fucking wheezing and, and fake laughing, and it's fucking horrible. But. You know, it shows how, how far you come in certain situations. And I just remember that we all were pretty good friends and you guys that came to me with the idea, but let's backtrack a little more, man. Let's, let's be totally honest. In high school, we knew each other. We weren't friends like that. No, not for any reason. Yeah. Not, not cause there was any beef or anything like that. It's just, you were a great above me. You were cool with Mikey, Max. Uh, I mean, you and Seth fucking lived together, but like I wasn't always at your house, but whenever I'd come over, I'd see you. We were cool and stuff like that. And I don't really know where it's funny how like friendships and relationships start. Cause you yeah. don't really know where you meet people or, or your girlfriend or, or your best friends and stuff. But I remember that I had the job interview with players. I walk in, it's you, uh, it's Dakota, shout out to her, and it's Penny. And I do the interview. I think it's fucking, I'm just like, oh God, like I'm not getting this job. You know what I mean? Like it just is what it is. And apparently according to you, Penny wasn't too hot about it. And you were just like, you know, hire the guy. Like, you know, you won't regret it. And I, I, I hope they don't. And I remember I was there for about a month and then eventually it came around that you and Steve wanted to do this. And, and Steve and I had talked after work for maybe an hour or two because him and I could just fucking go forever in those days and you guys are like let's do a pod and it literally was probably about a month mm -hmm. until we actually did it i remember one day we were talking about it and talking about it like okay how are we gonna do it blah blah blah. i already had the macbook which has a microphone but the microphone sucks i did the podcast about a week before the one with you and steve and it was okay it sounded okay but i was like we gotta do it for real so i go out i do my google searches and i get the yeti microphone I get the fucking USB. I get everything. I get three of them actually. Cause I'm thinking I could do all three kind of like this, but you know, this is only a one USB setup. It's a long story. I get three fucking Yeti microphones with my credit card and I come back to the writing players location at the time. You guys were back there rolling dough talking about whatever. And I come in with like two bags worth of shit. And then you guys give me the look of like, okay, like we're doing it. You know what I mean? Like that, that's what I remember from it. It was just the look of like, okay, this is for real now. You know, like this is a thing. And then literally, I think we scheduled it the very next day. And like I said, we went to your garage and I think Mikey was there. I think Seth was there. Seth came in the garage and laughed at us at one point in the middle of the podcast. He, he thought it was kind of funny. But see, here's the thing with Seth and I's relationship. And some people say it's odd. Like George thinks we have an odd relationship. But Seth has seen the worst side of me. <laughs> Whether it's me being not a very good person or it's me doing some dumbass shit, you know, the, the rapping not being good or, you know, it's not that I never put out a good song or, you know, that didn't rule my entire life. But he's one of the few people that has, we were teammates, you know, so you ride the bus together, you get to know people. He's one of the few people that I'm friends with still that really knows me and vice versa, you know, and Seth isn't the most, I don't want to say personable guy because that sounds bad, but he's not the most 
emotional guy. He's not going to just tell you how he feels about everything. He's not, he's hard to access to some people, you know, and I think that's a fair assessment. I think he would even say that some people are more guarded than others. Me, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'll tell you how I feel. I'll tell you how it is. We are with no fucking boundary. Like you can love me or hate me for it. And luckily a lot of people love me for it, but he's someone that's kind of, he straddles the middle. You know what I mean? He doesn't really go either way. He's cool with a lot of people, but he's not super great friends with tons of people. But I would say that we are super good friends because he'll hit me up to go golfing one-on-one. You know, I'll come to your guys' house every Sunday. I'm someone that puts a lot of stock into me letting you in my house. Yeah. 100%. That's a big boundary that I feel like us as people don't talk about and just in society. Like if I invite you to my house and we're eating food together and we're conversating and we're drinking, like that actually means a ton to me. I know a lot of people just think like, oh, you're just going to someone's house. You're just chilling, blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, same with like George and Rick, like when they invite me into like their man cave of a basement, basically like that means a lot. Like that is a certain level of, I wouldn't invite everyone I know into my fucking you know, my house, you know, that's like your sanctuary at a certain point. And we've done podcasts in your guys' bedrooms and, you know, we've, we've smoked weed over there. Like we've done, you know, obviously football Sundays, like we've done some fun shit, Super Bowl parties. I think I've been to three of them at this point with you guys. And it's just like, it just means a lot. You know, I don't really know where I was going with the whole Seth thing. I mean, shout out to him, but it's just, uh, it's crazy, man. Just the relationships and stuff. But yeah, we got all the mics and we did it and we did maybe... I want to say maybe till episode 30 was like every episode was me, you and Steve. Basically I had the occasional, you know, Jared would come in and, and you know, with Zach Forbes or, you know, I'd have Billy Pilgrim or I'd have, you know, Mikey came on for one of them, you and Mikey, but like yeah. most of the time it was me, you and Steve. And that was the pod. And I'll be totally honest. I've talked about this a lot with like Travis and stuff like that recently. I always thought it'd be us three. You know, I always thought it would just be us three. I wouldn't really have many other guests. And then eventually, COVID changed a lot of things because me and Steve were doing some more pods. I did a couple pods at the beginning of 2020 with some friends and another business owner and stuff, but uh, COVID changed it because I felt like I had to do something bigger. I had to do something better with this thing. And and not that there's anything wrong with bullshitting with your friends, but how many people are actually going to give a fuck after a while? How many podcasts are out there? And it's a lot that is just friends talking shit. And it's not a bad thing. I'm not shooting shots at no one. I'm nothing like that at all. Not whatsoever. Cause I, the Friday night therapy guys joke that I was taking shots at them. I'm not, I love those guys, but there's a lot of podcasts like that. And I wanted to stand out and that's my whole thing. I have always been the one that wants to stand out. I always feel like I've had the talent. I've always been told I have the right cadence and the right voice for this thing. And it literally was as simple as just using messenger and just like getting the balls to ask people. And that comes to my next thank you, which would actually be Ken Zeri over at compass sports cards. And I don't know if he's going to be listening to this at all, but you know, the guy's had his fair share of scandals. I guess he's had his fair share of bad moments and stuff, but I'll tell you guys one thing. He said, yes, right fucking away to me. First time I ever met him, I think I reached out to my messenger. Cause you told me to, mm-hmm. you were getting me into sports cards. This is like maybe Thanksgiving last year. And he opened up maybe a week or so before Thanksgiving. I remember the first fucking time I meet this guy, I go in there, I buy like a Jordan card, a Kobe card, you know, whatever, just, just small little stuff. And I ask him, I'm like, hey, man, I'm like, what do you think about doing a pod? And he said, yes, right fucking away. You know, and I was saying earlier before you arrived, Al, there's so many people that almost everyone that comes on, they don't owe me a fucking thing, dude. 
you and Steve didn't owe me anything. No one owes me shit when they come here. No one gets paid. You know, I, I provide free water, but like I don't come in and, and there's not a buffet laid out. Yeah. This isn't like a television studio like where there's like free finger food and 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 you know what I mean? Or or there's there's bitches, you know, that you can try and get at. Like it's not like that. You know, I'm not taking you out for steak after this is over. Like it's just one of those things that I am very grateful for. And Ken was one of the first people, man. I feel like that was really the big start to all this. And I got a message recently. Shout out to Troy again and, and, and Cinnamon Parrot. They hit me up. Episode 62. Um, I was going through a lot of shit last year. I, I quit marijuana last year. Um, Painkillers as well. Went to rehab and got my shit together and stuff like that. And eventually, I was trying to get back on my feet. December 4th, though, 2020. It was a really bad day. Me and my mom got into an argument. I was doing DoorDash, not making a fucking penny. Which, by the way, if you guys try to do that for a full-time job, I highly recommend against it you don't make a lot of money doing DoorDash. Like you got to do a lot of deliveries to make money on DoorDash between the yeah. wear and tear and the gas, whatever. No one gives a shit. It was one of those pods. It was maybe 10 minutes long. It might be the most important episode I've ever done just because I feel like it's a real insight to me as a person. There's a lot of podcasts where I'm asking people stuff the entire time and you know, they don't ever ask me anything, which is fine. The whole point is I'm here for the guest. I'm here to be the interviewer, not the interviewee. I understand that. But this was one of them where I feel like I had to go solo, I had to go alone, and I had to just kind of divulge what the fuck's going on, and there was a lot of stuff going on, and looking back, man, I mean, you know, Cinnamon and Troy told me, like, hey, like, we're really proud of you, like, you've come a long way, and it's crazy because I agree, that was episode 62, that was last December, we are at 100 I feel like I've been putting in a lot of fucking work recently and I'm proud of that. You know, like there's a lot of stuff. I've done guest appearances on podcasts. Like I feel like this has been one of those years, man. I don't know about you. 2021 has been probably the best year of my life. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm just, I don't really know, man. I'm super grateful and yeah, it's just crazy to see how far the podcast has come. But I remember the point I was trying to make. I mean, you weren't really friends like that. And then just it just kind of happened at players. I don't know. It just kind of fucking happened one of these days. Like, because yeah. we would never hit each other up to go golfing. We would never. It was n nothing like that. You know, I knew you guys through different workouts and summer programs when I was still trying to play sports in high school. Like, obviously, you know, you and Mikey and them were with the popular kids, which I'm sure you fucking hate that. But, uh, you know, it's just it's one of those things, you know, and I became really close with Max. Max was one of your best friends and shout out to Max as well. He's someone that's come on before that is super, you know, always giving me advice, always encouraging me. Shout out to him. I wish he could make it on today, but he's currently in Hollywood uh, doing some really big shit. I actually found out, and shout out to Jordan Moran too, because um, that was my very first podcast I ever did, March 4th, 2016. That was actually, that was two or three years before I started the Blake Mayfield podcast. Um, if you listen to that one, which is episode 43, I believe, I uploaded it last June, I don't know how to do the intro. There's no music. We kind of just go into it. But there's another one of those things that how you say we had a podcast that was really good that got lost. I did a podcast with them maybe a week or two beforehand that it got lost forever. I think we recorded it on Jordan's phone. It was like three hours long. And of course, at the time, you think it's great. It probably wasn't that great looking back. But I was like, holy shit, man, if I could have uploaded that podcast instead. But it was really good. And I found out they have like a million views on two of their videos on YouTube. Yeah. Like 
That is fucking outrageous to me. Like, to know guys that make good enough content, I mean, they do short films and stuff like that. So you need your content to be impeccable because everyone does short films and, and tries to do movies and stuff. That is super fucking cool. I mean, that, that's something that you just wouldn't even think of what happened. And to see people from this little town of Anderson and, and even Reading, that's a little tiny city still, to see people get out in the world and go do shit is simply incredible. And just to think that we are here at episode 100, um, you know, I want to thank you just for all the support, for always saying yes to coming on, for being willing to deal with my bullshit, because I know I'm not the easiest person to work oh, with sometimes. Oh, there is some bullshit. <laughs> there is some bullshit. Do you want to get into it? No. No? No. Okay. We can. This is your day. Okay. All right. I mean, if you want to, dude, it's free reign. If you want to fucking talk, because I've been rambling, you can go ahead. Because I, sometimes I don't even know I'm on some bullshit. Sometimes I'm just fucking going off the handle, and it's like, dude, like. When you, when you get the blue moons flowing, sometimes there can be a little extra bullshit. <laughs> like the Super Bowl? No, there was a little extra bullshit. Bucks Chiefs, yeah. yeah. See, I don't even remember what I was saying, but I asked Rick on the pod. I was like, "Hey, man, like first time we actually met, I'm like, what was the first impression?" And he, I think he took it easy on me. He was like, "I could tell you were like an instigator, blah blah blah." But yeah, I was I was on one that day. But also, like, it's just shit talk. Like, I'm not gonna take it from Seth when you won the COVID ring, bro. I'm not. No, I'm not taking that sitting down. That's not happening. You won the title, congrats. But I'm just, we're not doing that. You know what I mean? Like, for your dad to be a Buccaneer fan and not cheer at all when they won a fucking Super Bowl was just outrageous to me. I'm like, I I, I don't know. I I don't know. It it is what it is. He's not a real hoo-raw guy, though. Uh, Yeah. He's more of a, I'm going to let my team do the talking. But come on, man. (laughs) Oh, I'd I'd be going wild. (laughs) Like, if the Jaguars beat the Pats and then went and beat the Eagles, like... Come on, See, dude. He, he's he's already watched the Bucks win the win a Super Bowl before, right? Like you know, it's a little different for me because the Jaguars barely you know scratched the playoffs. Yeah, but you know he acted like he's been there, and it was I couldn't believe it that he wasn't even like dude, not at all. Yeah, no emotion. I kept asking him, I'm like, are you gonna cheer? Like, are you gonna have a Long Island? You know what I mean? He's like, yeah. no. I'm like, your team's winning the Super Bowl. Like, this is like you like one. I mean, he likes the Giants. I'm like, you like one and a half sports. The sport you like, your team is winning with the greatest player to ever. I'm like, you're not excited at all. Like, it was just, it was baffling to me. Um, <laughs> I like how that Super Bowl day stands out in your mind. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of like how Rick said. Rick, Rick describes you as an instigator, and that's you know, I like I texted you last night, totally just instigating you because I, you know, I know if I really get get in your head, you'll definitely uh. You'll definitely bite the hook, per se. I think we're getting a little better at it, but yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll do that. We'll, you'll do it to me. I'll bite the hook sometimes. <laughs> like it's you know, it's a two way thing. It's funny with me and you because now I I realize like okay, he's just trying to fucking. Oh like, yeah, last night I was just I was just bored and I was like, all right, I'm gonna try and get Blake right all riled up. <laughs> Jesus, but also when we got Westbrook, you were just like Denver, Portland, Utah. Yeah. I'm like, dude, yeah. no. I'm like, because there's certain times I'm like, okay, he's being for real. Like he actually believes this, you know. But there's other times I'm like, Portland. I'm like there's no way he's being serious about Portland having a better record right now. Like it's just one of those things. But yeah, I mean. Enough with the podcast origin stuff. Uh, are there any other like stories you want to share? I don't know if you have any specific times or stories or anything like that that you want to share. I mean, what do you think, man? We're we're at one hundred. I mean, let's talk about this. I mean, it's just kind of it's just really cool to see how far it's come. You know, from obviously from doing it in my garage and then moving to bedrooms or you know wherever else we've done podcasting. The know, player studio, the player, the, yeah, the player and ready. Studio. Shout out to Penny for letting us use that. That was pretty cool. Absolutely. Um, and then, you know, obviously the library, which was a great little step for a, for the pod. 
Um, and then this this is incredible. Like this place is awesome. yeah, fuck yeah. Like I've never seen anything like this. It's, it's absolutely <laughs> unreal. Yeah, and you know it's just you know when we started this thing on a rainy, whatever night it was, it February twenty seventh, two thousand nineteen, on a rainy February twenty seventh. You know, at one in the morning, it, if you would have told me we'd be in a full on fucking studio, I would have probably laughed. Right. But you know, it's you know, it's. The biggest, and then the biggest story for me is like, obviously, like you have this, the voice for radio, you know, you've done stuff like this before. Um, Thank you. But for me, like, you know, I, I never really like talking like, you know, to people I don't know. So like doing this was really weird for me, but you know, it's, it's something that once I got comfortable, it's like every time that you would message, be like, Hey, let's do a pot. I'm like, fuck, let's do it. Like, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's something I look forward to. And one thing that I've noticed and that kind of sucks about podcasts is okay. So me and Steve do one, I think a week or two before the chiefs Niners super bowl. Yeah. We don't do another podcast till last July, like July yeah. 6th, July 5th, right after the 4th of July holiday, you know, during COVID and all that stuff. Um, and I mean, as people know very well in Shasta County after the first month, no one cared about COVID here. So yeah. we were doing them in person and stuff like that. But I took a hiatus. I was just trying to figure out my shit. Um, I really, really liked uh, painkillers and weed at the time. So I really wasn't working all that hard besides players. And look, I mean, there wasn't much to fucking do. No, like nothing to do. I'm more, I'm much more well equipped now to handle a lockdown quote unquote, but I mean, yeah. I still had the full-time job and stuff, but there was a lot of stuff going on personally for me and right. just trying to move on from the past. And I, I've been able to, I'm able to come to grips with a lot of stuff these days and handle criticism a lot better and stuff like that. But we took a break, yeah. you know, this whole fucking operation shut down from the day after the Super Bowl until I think I did a documentary uh, review on the last dance in the middle of May. I think I did uh, the album review for the weekends after hours a couple days after that. And then that was like it. It was just nothing but re-uploads the entire month of June because I was trying to make the cookie stretch. You know, as they say, I was trying to, you know, I was trying to turn nickels into a dollar. And so we come back for episode 47, uh, the pandemic. And that was our best one we've ever done together, in my opinion. I, yeah. I can't choose an episode better. I'll go back and listen to ones like um, Cheeks, Unlucky, The Guts, like, which, dude, the names. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. That was funny. <laughs> the guts. <laughs> yeah, I'll go back and listen to those. And at the time, of course, you're like, oh, this is fucking great. But like the further you progress in life, you realize like, damn, man, like I bet it's like fucking Steph Curry when he's 15. Like he thought he was the greatest shooter ever. But Steph Curry at 25, I think Steph Curry at 15 wasn't doing shit. Yeah. It's just one of those things that you, the more you do it, the better you get at it. It's like sex. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I guess I don't, wouldn't know. Oh, you would know. <laughs> um, also, okay, I want to ask you. You don't have to repeat it if it's too wild. What is the wildest thing I've ever said on this podcast? Because there's plenty of shit that you guys are like, bro. But to me, I'm like, that's not a big fucking deal. Like, there's got to be a couple moments that you're like, dude, like, I cannot believe you said that. The one that sticks out to me is when you asked if Kawhi was autistic. <laughs> that's the one that immediately sticks out in my head. <laughs> that, you know, you... After the podcast, you texted me and said, you know, you, why didn't you say anything about it? You didn't it? back I was like, me up at all. <laughs> I, did, I didn't know what to say. I was like, wait, did he really just say that? Okay, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> on episode 100, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're not going to discuss this, but am I that far off? Like, he doesn't talk to anyone at all. I'm not saying the guy is like special needs. He needs people to fucking feed him. I'm not saying that. And I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm not, I know my tone and stuff sounds like I'm making fun of, or I'm being, you know, just lambastic about stuff. I'm not trying to be, but 
Let's be honest, man. He doesn't talk to anyone. He doesn't. He was doing the. I mean, the biggest meme we have of him is the is the laugh he did at the reporter. Yeah. I just. I don't know. Weirder things have happened. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. He is more than willing. <laughs> you know, he's a great basketball player. Obviously, he can function in society. That's not an issue. But I feel the same way about someone like Kanye, who talks in fucking circles, and you never know what exactly he's saying, but he's saying a whole bunch of shit, and he's making sense, but he makes sense to nobody else, and somehow he's rich as fuck, and he's super successful, but there's just that weird tick. And that's all I'm saying with Kawhi Leonard. But, uh, okay, I figured that would be your number one thing. I don't think I've had a wilder take than that, but I still don't think that's that crazy of a take. And I'm not trying to be offensive or call Kawhi any sort of... I just... I could see it is what I'm trying to say. He doesn't even talk to his own teammates, man. That's weird, bro. That's weird. And he signed the extension. He doesn't talk to to Lawrence Frank, the GM. He doesn't talk to Ty Lue. He doesn't... He talks to his uncle. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I know certain trauma has happened in his life and certain things trigger certain people. You become a certain person through certain events. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I think weirder things have happened. But, yeah, okay. All right. That, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I mean, that, that, that's a that's a fair take. I feel like that's probably the wildest one. Um, I don't know if I have a wildest take for you, to be honest. I, I can't really, because you don't come in here with, like, hot takes very much. Like, you, you do, but you don't. You don't make it personal like I do. I got some spot on takes. That's for that's for sure. So on the pandemic episode, Jesus Christ, dude, this episode, you literally, if we were at Madison Square Garden, you put up 61 points. You said that the Jaguars will go one and 15 and get Trevor Lawrence. You said you were hoping they would, but you basically said that they'd go one and 15 and get Trevor Lawrence. You're like, if Gardner's bad, we're going to win one game, but I'm fine with that because we'll get Trevor Lawrence. That's literally what you said verbatim. That happens. Um, you said that Leonard Fournette, uh, maybe this is a different episode now that I think about it, but you said Leonard Fournette will get cut by the Jags and he will stay in Florida and go to Tampa. What happens next? And then you said something else, something else about the Bucks or the Jaguars. You said something. Oh, you said that it'll be Bucks chiefs in the Super Bowl and that Tom Brady is going to win his seventh ring. And I, I, I was just like, dude, I don't want to see Tom Brady win again. And I'm not this big Tom Brady hater. I actually think I respect him a hell of a lot more than a lot of other people do. But I was like, I don't want to see that. I don't want oh, to see Bucks Chiefs. And you were like, no, nah, it's going to be Bucks Chiefs. Who else is in the NFC? You know, Green Bay. You're like, Green Bay didn't have that great of a defense. Like, you had a lot of good points. And I mean, I was like, Jesus Christ, you got every single one of those right. Maybe there's some other ones. Those are the three that stick out to me. Uh, My NBA takes are usually pretty far off. <laughs> Usually, Far off? Yeah. You got the Bucks right? I did get the Bucks right. In this studio right here, you you absolutely killed me that episode looking back. I didn't get the MVP right, but I, I did get the the uh, the series right. But for the most part, my NBA takes are pretty far off. I do think I'm a pretty knowledgeable guy when it comes to football, and you know I think I got a pretty good mind for it and that kind of stuff. So I think that's kind of why my takes are spot on. Basketball, I kind of just, you know. I kind of just say wild shit sometimes. <laughs> like uh, like two weeks ago, I, uh, I uh, Matt at players, shout out to Matt. Matt played in our fantasy basketball league. Um, I told him, I was like, hey, I think uh, RJ had a better year than Zion. And he just looks at me and he goes, shut the fuck up. And like, you know, that's, that's just the epitome of my NBA takes. <laughs> they make no sense. Some of them are, are decent. Like the Bucks pick was a pretty good, pretty good pick. Um... I I feel like just because I say a lot of crazy shit, I feel like you guys, because I'm loud, because you guys like ticking me off, I don't get credit for the shit I'm right about. Yeah. That's Ever. Fair. That's fair. Ever. Rick, I don't, got really quiet in here just now. I think the AC turned off. Rick, I don't care what you say. I won the Aaron Rodgers trade. 
I will never let that go. I won that fucking trade. I saw something no one else in our league saw. I couldn't believe my shit didn't get uh, declined or or or, or uh, um, vetoed. I I couldn't believe no one was like, oh fuck, he's not gonna get Aaron Rodgers. Ten touchdowns, zero picks, like thirteen hundred yards the first three games, and no one batted an eye. Well, there's a reason for that. Why? Because you weren't at the top. I was at the top. I I think I was number two in the league. Nice. <laughs> Week one killed everyone. Week two slaughtered everyone after week two i was two and oh and i had the most points in the league now here's my problem i do this every year in fantasy football after two weeks in 2019 i was two and oh had the most points in the entire league 2020 same shit week three i faced seth get fucking smacked i mean i'm, I'm talking like fucking abused in fantasy football by like 80 points and i'm like okay we gotta bust a move because Lamar and all these guys, it's not going to cut it. Lamar, we said he had an off year. I was trying to push that narrative the whole year. But let's face it. They made it to the second round of the playoff. I mean, it wasn't really an off year. He just wasn't an MVP type year. I think that's fair to say. Um, So I'm like, okay, we got to bust a move. And I can't believe I'm rehashing this. (laughs) May I just remind everyone that, yes, he got the MVP, but just ask him where he finished. Eighth. Out of ten. In the league, outside of the playoffs, which goes to show that it was a good lesson learned. I just think I won the trade still. Do you think I won the trade, man? No, because George finished above you. Oh, my God. I'm not talking about the. I'm talking about the trade. Lamar and Carson for Rodgers. Who got the better end of the deal? That's all I'm asking. I'm not talking about the fucking. He didn't finish as a champion either. Nobody didn't finish eighth. If you ain't first, you're last. I mean, yeah, but, you know. No one ever remembers the guy that got second. I mean, you fucking you, you seem to remember me getting second every year. Well, because you mentioned you get second every year. You're like, oh, I've been second three years in a row now. Which, by the way, I think you're finishing outside of the top three this year. I feel like that's fun. I feel like you. <laughs> I feel like you've been the Bills. I feel like it was supposed to happen. It was supposed to happen. It was supposed to happen. I feel like uh, 2019 was your year. You had McCaffrey. You may have had Dalvin fucking Cook as well. I did. I had. Uh, I had. I had Fournette, McCaffrey, and Dalvin Cook. Jesus Christ. Yeah, shout out Cam Newton. You fucking suck. And you lost by what? Five points? No, I thought you had Russell Wilson. It was, oh, it was Russell Wilson. Yeah. That's right. Cam Cam was the year before. But yeah. Because <laughs> Russell, I needed I needed 11 points to win. Yeah. And I had just Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson got me seven and a half points. The year before, I, I lost by a point and a half. And <sighs> Cam Newton missed a dump off in the end of the game to Christian McCaffrey that he would have ran for 30 yards and would have won me championship. So... Yeah, but I did. Ha- I did have a one in twelve year, so that was back my senior year of high school. I was one in twelve, so so we have improved. We have improved. I have finished eighth both years in the league. Looking for some improvement. It's going to be a tough league this year. I don't think so. I dude, everyone knows their shit. Who's everyone? Ever- the people in the league. I think you know your shit. I think Seth knows his shit. Matty Ice knows his shit. That boy, okay, yeah, yeah, that yeah. boy, that boy yes. does a lot of time on the internet yeah. on, no, on no. fantasy football. <laughs> he does. I, I forgot he was in the league. Uh, he knows his shit. And, and this isn't a diss to George, Rick, Steve, Rick, Byron. Rick, Rick knows his shit. That's no, 100%. he don't. Yes, he he tried fucking telling me, bro, he thinks Jalen Waddle is going to be the steal. The fuck? Do you realize his quarterback can't throw? How am I going to get 1,200 yards out of a guy if my quarterback but, can't throw? But a guy like Jalen Waddle, he can take a quick slant 80 yards. He's, he's like Tyree Kill. He doesn't have to have a go route to catch a touchdown. There's more that goes into how far your quarterback can throw the ball. Do you think uh, 
Who's gonna have a better fantasy year, Gaskin or, or Waddle? Waddle. Really? Uh, the more I think I'm, Gaskin's the gonna more, fucking kill. The it. more I'm looking into Gaskin, the more I'm kind of iffy on him. Did you listen to the whole episode? I didn't listen to the whole thing. Okay. I mean, yeah, I've been. I stole your pick for my last pick. Which pick? Rashad Bateman. Yeah, he's gonna be good. And Rick asked, he's like, "Who's that? Who'd you take? Who's that?" And I'm like, "You talk about how Waddle is light as a feather." This motherfucker, there's no elite receiver in Baltimore. Mark Andrews is good. He's yeah. very good. I don't know if he's not a top three tight end. No. He's a top five. Yeah, top five, yeah. He's he's number five. Yeah. I'll give Hawkinson the edge over Andrews. Yeah. Um, but I was like, hey, man, look out for Rashad. I, I literally just stole what you said to me. That's fine. <laughs> Um, our fantasy draft's coming up here pretty soon as well. I'm looking yeah, forward we to that. we were supposed to do it Sunday, but... Yeah. You know, Matty Ice decided he needed a weekend at the coast. I was going to say, we're... Okay, all right. Yeah. I was going to say, where the fuck's he going to be? Mama G are going to the coast. Did Mama G listen to her shout-out? Uh, I, I showed it to her. Okay, yeah, all right. She, she was... She enjoyed it. Is that why... Um, Because uh, none of my family listens to my podcast, which is fine. It's not for them. They don't listen to, you know, watch sports or nothing. They, I mean, you know, they they hear me enough at the house. I talk fucking forever. Um, does your family, like, listen to the podcast? Like, anyone? Does Maddie? Well, Maddie Ice doesn't. Does Seth? Does Mama G? Because I feel like that's the reason why when I ask you about certain questions, you will not answer them. I don't think they do. Okay. I, I mean, I know my parents don't. Seth might listen here and there, but okay. I don't think so. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, does Hannah, does she listen? Uh, only if we're riding in my car and I'm playing a podcast. Okay. Because okay. sometimes, you know, when we go on a trip or something, I'll just play a podcast. <laughs> How you guys listen to me just fucking sit there? <laughs> oh, God. Um, I'm trying to think of some other shit, man. I, I just, we, we've talked about the podcast origin. Let's get it over with. Yeah. Wait, wait. Where's the music? Someone oh get the music God. out. All right, hold on. Let wait, me pause get- this and I'll get your fucking music going. I paid my dues. Time after time. Sacramento Kings won the Summer League title. Summer League sins, Finals Champions of the World. But committed no crime. This is We Are the Champions by Queen. And bad mistakes. Kings wear rings. I've made a few. The King wears rings. Do you know what that is? The guy that's three and six. Four and six. Uh, <laughs> fuck. So the Sacramento Kings won the Summer League Finals. And we'll call it the, the Finals. The it, it, it's of Vegas. It's of not the, the world. Go ahead. It's play. It's of the world. <laughs> just talk, man. Just <laughs> just do what you got to do hey, with your Kings. So first, let me start out by saying this: when you're a fan of the Sacramento Kings, you celebrate when you can, because they're going to come out and they're going to win 20 games next year. They're not going to be that bad, but you know, it's, <laughs> no, they'll win 30. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But you know, it, it it was just it was cool because um, 
you know, back in 2002, the Kings, you know, they were led by Doug Christie, Bobby Jackson, Chris Webber, Vladi Devok. And the, the summer league team was coached by the head coach was Bobby Jackson, who's now their G League affiliate head coach. And then Doug Christie was the lead assistant coach. So, you know, it was just kind of cool to see those two guys kind of still within the organization, um, which actually Doug Christie is now an assistant coach, no longer doing uh, broadcasting. Is Mark Jones still there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he'll, well, when he's not with ESPN. Cause right. Let's just face it. He's just too good to do every Kings game. Right. Um, but they they came out and played really good defense. That was kind of what they what they wanted to do, um, led by the, the guy they took in the first round, Davion Mitchell, who was – I mean, he, he clamps anyone full length of the court. It's actually really impressive to watch. Um, you know, they had the guys on two-way deals playing, some guys they drafted last year playing. I mean, so they, they had a pretty experienced roster – um, but really they won it with defense. I mean, they played the best NBA franchise in the finals and they beat them by 33. That's pretty telling in my opinion. Who's the best franchise? Celtics. Oh my fucking God. Oh, the team that's <laughs> won one title in the last 35 years, that team. Yeah. They've won one title since 1986. Yeah. One. Uno. One. The Kings have won two. Since 1986? 2014 and 2021. Oh my god! Okay, so twenty. Who did you guys draft in twenty fourteen? Oh, you guys drafted Nick Stauskas. <laughs> yeah. I think, okay. I don't know, but I did. You know, I just pulled up a couple of stats. You know, Dave. So Davion Mitchell, when because uh, they they played the Celtics in the finals or in the final, the championship game, whatever you want to call it. Um, Peyton Pritchard, who is a pretty good player. I mean, honestly, I don't even know why he was playing in the summer league. He was averaging twenty one points per game, shooting fifty percent from the field and from three, and only had one turnover in the four games before. When Davion Mitchell guarded him, he shot 30%, had six points, 0 of 6 from 3, and had six turnovers. James Booknight, who is another first-round pick, who has got really big upside, 36%, 1 of 5 from 3, five turnovers. Um, and that's, you know, that's what the Kings need, though. They need, they need, they need a dog because he's only going to make De'Aaron Fox better in practice, and he's only going to make Halliburton better. I don't know how they get all three of them on the court at the same time, but... I guess we'll see. That's Luke Walton's job. Someone's got to play three. It's probably going to be Halliburton. I think he's the biggest out of the three. But, you know, I think also, I mean, I'd like to get your take on this because Matt wasn't really taking my take on this. It seems like most NBA teams, when it gets down to, like, you know, the final four minutes of the game, they want to go to three-guard lineups. Dude, I'm not I'm not so well-versed in the NBA anymore. I, I feel the product has been kind of destroyed by the players. Yeah. And honestly, mostly by the two guys on my team. Uh, you don't say. <laughs> and funny enough, there's the new guy on the team is, is the exact opposite of LeBron and AD. Westbrook will kill himself for 82 games a year. Oh, yeah, 100%. And AD and LeBron, I mean, they couldn't get out of the arena fast enough some nights. It's like... Yeah. So, I... Um, Okay, three guard lineup. I mean, how the Bucks win the finals? Holiday, Middleton, Middleton, your boy Bogdanovich, right? Was Bogdanovich in the game? No, he's on the Hawks. He was supposed to be on the Bucks. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of who the shows what I know. I mean, Brent Forbes had a good run. Bobby Portis was on in the lineup most of the time in the yes. finals. Um, yes. So I mean, most teams will go to like two guards and three forwards, I think, but more of like a power forward type at the center when you're in that type of lineup, like Giannis, who's more of a power forward but is just a giant human being. Um, but I don't think there's anything wrong with a three-guard lineup, especially when you have 
someone who can defend the best player on the other team the full length of the court because then it just puts that much pressure on the other team. But then you add in, you know, Buddy Heald's still there. Yeah. I mean, Marvin Bagley's still there. There, there, there is still, I don't, you know, I don't want to talk about the Kings too much today because this is the, oh, I don't the either. yeah, <laughs> but you know, there, there, there is still some work to be done. 2009. <laughs> I'm going to let you do this today. This is your day. I'm going to let you do this. 2009 Tyreek Evans over Steph Curry. Yeah. 2014 Nick Stauskas over Zach Levine. 2015. What is your de- what's your deal with defending these centers you guys draft? You think everyone's going to be cousins? Willie Cauley Stein over. Okay, wait, hold on. You ask anyone I hate on this planet, it is Willie Cauley Stein. You didn't like I him at fucking first. Hate Willie Cauley Stein. But you you hated him afterwards. No, I hated him from the moment I started watching the Kings. Willie Cauley Stein over Devin Booker. Yeah. 2000. Let's hear it. Second overall, 2018. <laughs> Marvin Bagley. Bagwell. Oh, Bagley. I missed one. Yeah, you, you guys did. passed on a Hassan Whiteside. We drafted Hassan Whiteside. Oh, wait, no. You guys passed on a, a, a Bam on a bio. No, but that was De'Aaron Fox's year. So those the, the, right. the two picks earlier in that round were picks we traded away. Zach Collins and then I think somebody else. We traded to the Trailblazers. And, and De'Aaron was the best draft pick you've made since Boogie. So that's yes, that's fair. Yeah. Um, Marvin Bagwell Bagley over his name is Luka Doncic. What's your deal with Luka Doncic, man? You don't like him. He's a bitch. I would kick his ass. You, you say he's an eye guy. He is. Define an eye guy. I'm going to shoot the ball 45 times. Fuck everybody else. That's all it takes? I'm going to dribble the fucking air out of the ball. I don't give a shit if we don't make it out of the first round. I'm still going to shoot 45 shots. Look at his teammates, though. Tim Hardaway Jr. is good. Come on. He's good. All right. They Porzingis? Porzingis? No. no. Zingus Dingus? Come on, man. I mean, it's fair, but at the same time, like, you know, it's... It's hard to say. I just... It's it's definitely some grudge. It's it's not all about him, but <laughs> okay. Like, right, but right. you know this that I've always hated players who complain to the refs, who complain about everything. That's every NBA player these days. But Luca's bad. Luca is bad. Someone you like that I think is just as bad as Damian Lillard. Oh, he's he's bad. fucking horrible no, he's bad. about that. LeBron is bad too. Uh, he's been the worst. Yeah, but that's just something I've never really liked. And I mean, I know it's I have some personal hatred towards Luca. So why? He looks real good in the uh, purple. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I But I mean, at the same time... For like, a set. You know, and that's where this comes from. No, fuck that shit. You hate Luca because you guys passed on him. I, I don't know why I never put that together. You hate him because you can't have him. Yeah, 100%. It's like the girl, and I've gone through this. Oh, here comes some Blake trauma. Yeah, here comes some Blake shit. <laughs> There's been a couple different girls in my life that, man, if I just got the chance... You know what I mean? If I just got the chance to to take him out or 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 to to walk the Sadie with, you know what I mean? Walk the dogs with her, she would see me for who I am. Yeah. And boy, did they shut down that shit quick. 
That's what this is. Yeah. You are upset because Luca didn't think you were attractive enough. Oh no, you're we didn't you're the girl Luca in the situation. Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. Luca's the guy that not, was not, not me. Vladi Nivak is the girl. <sighs> I mean, I to be fair, I wanted Bagley over Luca, so you can tell you can say I was the girl too. If you're not the girl, but you're the girl's best friend. Yeah, okay, that's fair. You're you're the girl's good friend, feeds her advice. Yep. Don't fuck with the that kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so that's what the situation I finally figured it out, man. Yep. You hate Luca because you hate him because you ain't him. Yeah. It's <laughs> but at the same <laughs> You hate him more than Bagley. It's man. so hard for me to comprehend because I don't know if he could fit next to Fox. That's my thing. If you had a chance to get Luca, that's a fuck up. Oh, hundred percent. Any universe. But there was also three other teams that could have had Luca that didn't take him. We could say that two. Okay, yeah, he was no, he was fifth. Kings Luka and Suns. And the Suns, I mean hey. Luca was fifth. Thought he was third. No, Trey Young was it went Aiton, Bagley, Trey Young, Jaron Jackson, Luca. Jaron Jackson's not a good pick either. We he's bring him up. Hurt. He's been hurt a lot. Yeah, but come on. I mean, look, we always do that thing where we're always been hurt. If you've yeah. been hurt, you're a bust. Yeah. If you're not on the court, that I'm sorry, I, I don't wish injuries on anyone, but that means you aren't doing something right. Yeah. I mean, if we're gonna sit here and give AD shit for being hurt, we gotta give Jaron Jackson shit for being hurt. Yeah, that's fair. Um, enough with the NBA talk, man. What is your favorite podcast episode we have done? I want to get back to this. I I, I want to make this a celebration of us, the times we've had together. Because Lord knows, for the next hundred some odd episodes before we get to another anniversary, it's gonna be the same old fucking. So Luka Doncic, you know, yeah. we, we, we're gonna do that. What's your favorite episode we've ever done? If you have one in mind, I mean, my favorite one was the pandemic, just because it was the like our first time back in a really long time, and it was you know it was long overdue, and it just felt good to be back. And I think it was a really good podcast. Yeah. I, I do think like another one that I really liked that we did was the last one we did the fantasy draft just because that was like, you know, the mock draft on uh, ESPN. Okay. You know, it was just unique. Like, you know, not a lot of people are going to do that on a podcast. And, uh, you know, it, like listening back, it's kind of interesting to see how our minds go through a draft. Um, so I thought that one was pretty cool, too. What's your least favorite episode? What's one that you walked out and you're like, thank God that's over. <laughs> there was that one where you came to my house at like 830 on a Sunday morning. I was, oh, hung, yeah, yeah. I was hung over as fuck throwing <laughs> up in the bathroom. <laughs> Seth's hung over as shit. And we're just not having a good time. And I, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't even remember what we talked about on that podcast. Cause I was so miserable. It wasn't that great of an episode. No, it was, I remember, <laughs> I think right when we got done, we all set our lineups Went out to go watch football like we did every Sunday. And then I think all of us fell asleep. No, what happened was Maddie Ice couldn't figure out how to get the channel to work. That's right. That's what it was. So he called Seth and then yeah. eventually he couldn't figure it out. So you had to go out there and then it was like two minutes before all the game started. And I'm like, okay, I have to go like finish this pod because we, yeah. we did our picks, um, I think. Or I did all the picks in the living room and then I went and finished them at like 10, 15. I was like, all right, guys, we have to cut it short, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, that's probably up there with one of the worst ones for yeah. sure. Um. What's one that you go back to? Well, I mean, I, I feel like Pandemic P's up there, but what's one that you go back to when you're bored, if, if you go back to any of them at all, that you're just like, this one's a fun listen. I got to pull it up. I mean, I, I know it by the picture. I, I'm so bad with, like, the titles. Okay. Because I, you know, there's, like, so many Dude, at this point. There's a hundred fucking episodes. Yeah. I mean, I mean come on. I, I barely fucking remember all of them. Well, it's just, it's so much easier to just remember it by the, by the picture. Which one is it? Oh, White Boy Summer. That was a good one. I like White Boy Summer. <laughs> that one was a lot of fun. I feel like that's when, one I like to go back to. 
White Boy Summer. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good one. I actually so listening back to episode ninety eight, the one we d- we did the mock draft, it yeah. was better than. There's some of them that I come in here and feel like I'm just grudging along, and then I'll listen back and be like, okay, that's actually it's respectable. And I mean, it's weird. It's like a test in school. There's some of them that you think you just fucking a plus it, and you get it back, and you got an F. Yeah, and it's like, what the fuck happened? And and there's some episodes like that where I feel like I'm just killing it, but it's like, no, I'm just screaming the whole time, or I'm just ranting, I'm being fucking disrespectful. You know, it's like this is not good. Like it's like. It's not good. Um, oh man, my favorite. I, I I'd say I don't want to steal your answers. Like Plandemic is a really good episode, me, you, and Steve, because it was cohesive. And I mean, you say long overdue. I feel like it came at the perfect time. Yeah. Personally, yeah. I mean, you hadn't been on at, in nine months at that point. Steve hadn't been on in six months. We hadn't all been together in six months. It was the first time I did an in-person podcast in six months. Like it was just, it was one of those years. It was one of those times. And it was like maybe 75 minutes, 70 minutes. I mean, it wasn't that long of a podcast at all. It was maybe as long as we are so far today. Yeah. And we hit everything. We yeah. hit Mahomes getting the Chiefs contract. We hit NFL stuff. Uh, you, you did the Trevor Lawrence thing. Um, and, and we talked about COVID and we talked about, you know, Kanye running for president. Like there was so much shit that we packed into that hour and some change yeah. that it was like, wow, that was actually a really cohesive episode. And fun fact, me and Steve were both high for that episode. You were not, yeah. but I think that was the only one that he, and I'm putting stuff out there, but I think, uh, he told me he was high for that one. And, uh, as was I, <laughs> I literally fucking hit the bong right before we went on. And you guys are looking at me like, seriously, like this is not going to go well. And then it actually went pretty well. I thought I was like, yeah. okay, that actually came out, came out decent. And there was plenty of fucking episodes like that. Pandemic P I was fucking on one. I was just like, Jesus Christ. Like that was, yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> that, <laughs> that rant was on another level. That was one of the times where I was going off the rails, but it came out well. Mm-hmm. I feel like Space Jam was another one of those times where it's like it was just getting a little out there, but it came off pretty well because there's been some of them where it's just like I just I, I stopped listening because I'm like, I don't want to hear myself fucking ramble. I don't want to hear myself yell about this shit, you know, because I don't feel that way anymore or just I'm not proud of what I said. That's another thing about this, man. Like the program I use, I can't edit anything. Yeah. I can't edit a fucking thing if I wanted to. So whatever we do, if I don't upload it, it's not there. Whatever is there, though, it's forever there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just one of those things that, but I kind of like that. I kind of like that whole thing where you can't fuck up. Yeah. And you have to own everything you say. It makes you more accountable. And I like that kind of thing. Um, where do you see this going, man? We're at 100. I assume we're going to do fucking tons more of these. Like, where do you see this going? I mean, do, do you think we're going to do this forever? I mean, I don't really know what to ask. I didn't have specific questions. But where do you see this going now that we're fucking two and a half, almost three years into this? I mean, it's, it's, it's like, cause we've, we've talked about it before. Like, you know, obviously like this is your podcast. Like I'm on here quite a bit. Um, but I mean, like if, if it got to the point where like we were able to talk about sports every day and like, that was like our livelihood, like that, that'd be the ultimate goal, obviously. Just like, you know, if you're like you said, like, obviously it's super hard to get the level Dan Patrick's at, but you know, that's a, that's like one of the big role models in a, in a thing like this. Um, so, I mean, I, I could definitely see it getting to that point. I mean, I think that, you know, we, it's, it's, it's gotten a lot better as, you know, the hundred have went on. And I mean, obviously if it got to that point where the job was literally talking about sports or whatever the fuck we wanted to like talk about, that'd be fucking cool. Who's someone that we haven't had in studio? Well, that's an easy answer. Besides your dad, mm-hmm. who's someone that we haven't had yet that you would like to get on? the podcast and come in here 
Someone who I would think would be really cool on here, but I just know would never do it would be DT. DT would be mm. really cool to have on here. I just I just know he wouldn't do it. Why? Why do you think he wouldn't do the podcast? He just doesn't. You know, he's just not big on that kind of stuff. I I mean, it's just it's I've known DT my whole life, and it, I just don't think he would do it. But he he's you know getting to know DT the last couple of years, which obviously no one listening to this, or arguably most people at least, don't know who DT is. Um, Don Trotter, yeah, the varsity coach, Anderson football. He's just he's he's had a lot of really cool things happen in his life that I think would be a really cool like listen because I've heard most of them at this point, and it's you know he and he and he's someone that's funny as shit, like seeing Bo Jackson's BBC. Yeah, you know, but <laughs> DT is someone that would be really fun on here maybe that's the reason we'll never have him on is because i just fuck <laughs> you'll, you'll put him in a rough spot uh-huh. so hey uh tell me about bo jackson <laughs> no he would be super good i remember i tried asking i think you and steve all throughout 2019 like hey let's get dt let's get dt because my my whole thing is like I want to get people that people give a shit about. You know what I mean? Like, it's fun having us three, but how many people are actually going to care after a while? You yeah. know? And so, and, and that's none of our faults. It's just like, how many podcasts are out there where it's just this? So I was like, let's get DT on. I feel like that'd be a good thing. And both you guys were just like, I don't think you'd do it. And at first I was like, oh, these motherfuckers don't care. They don't, excuse me. They don't want to fucking, unless I pay them, they don't want to try and put in the work. But uh, sometimes some people just don't like that shit. Yeah. You know, and that's something I've learned. I talked about this on the Friday Night Therapy podcast a week or so ago. Like, for every yes I'll get that's not one of my friends, I'll get nine no's. Yeah. Every 10 business people or owners I ask, nine will say no. Easily. If not all 10 of them. You know, and that's why I'm so even shocked. I hate to say at myself, but I'm so shocked how many people I've actually gotten yeses from that come through. Like, there's so many motherfuckers that didn't owe me. There's so many people that... I didn't think would ever come on this shit. Um, yeah, and honestly, I didn't think I'd get the writing mayor. I didn't think I'd get Baron Browning. I didn't yeah. think I'd get, you know, a, 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 at the time, rival pizza parlor owner. I didn't think I'd get, you know, I didn't think we'd have a studio like this. Like, there's so many things that just twist and turns throughout life. And it's good for Reading, man. Like, I like being, you know, one of the voices of Reading. I like being, hopefully, one of the more important people that people like listening to or, or one of the more essential people that can bring you like the real shit. I like sitting down with people who matter most in the community because there's not a lot of this to go around. I mean, a lot yeah. of these guys don't go up to radio stations mm-hmm. and a lot of these people don't have their own podcasts because yeah. why would they? I mean, what are they going to talk about past an hour or two? So it's just really cool to be able to have this. I feel privileged. I, you know, as much as I may bullshit or as much wild shit as I may say, it's all in good fun. I mean, I'm not here to offend anyone. I'm not here to piss anyone off. I'm not here to try and rain on anyone's parade. This is something that is definitely a privilege. And yeah, man, um, I'm trying to think of what, I, I mean, is there anything else that you want to get into? Anything else you want to talk about? I mean, we're not too far in, but I don't know. We've done a lot of these. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> There's been know. so many of them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's crazy. To, it's really just crazy to look back and see where it started and just kind of see where it is now. You know, it's a testament to how much work like you've put in and, you know, just, just watching this thing grow has been really, really cool. I'm going to put you on the spot. Do we, do we, are we overdue for a, a Steve pod reunion? Probably. Okay. I think Steve would like probably to be on. Okay. I mean, he likes talking about sports. Yeah. I just, we need to find time, first of all, because the problem with people having the same jobs is that, especially when you're important, is that if one guy's on, the other guy's off. So to get everyone in the same room would be a little tough. So 
that's something we'd have to work out. But I feel like we're kind of overdue for that. For sure. Um, I I want to make a couple phone calls today. That would have filled the time gaps that I feel like we're trying to fill right now. But unfortunately, people have lives. People get busy and stuff like that. But I want to give a shout out real quick. Shout out to Max Kleiber. We were going to call him today, but he's busy out in L.A. shooting a movie, shooting some, uh, doing something. He's always working on some sort of project. Uh, literally chasing his fucking dream. So that, that's something that you just have to respect. Um, and also shout out to George. I was going to call George, but he's busy working at JBL. And he's building an outdoor kitchen or some shit. I have no idea. Or he's, he's raking dirt. I got no idea what the fuck he's doing right now. But... George was not able to make it on the phone either, which is totally fine. Both those guys have been on before. Um, Max, like I said, was the guy that was on the very, very, very first episode. That's someone that inspired me to get into podcasting. Um, he's also someone that let me write articles and stuff for him. He had like this own like uh, journalist website back his senior year, my junior year of high school. I don't know if you ever read any of those, but I remember I wrote a couple of them. One of them, I think maybe was about baseball. I don't mm-hmm. even remember at this point, but... Yeah, that was a long while ago at this point, but yeah, it was um, it was very cool. I have a story we've never discussed on the podcast. I feel like this is where maybe our relationship initially started. I know we didn't really become good friends till the players' days, but this was a <laughs> this was a day before Views dropped the Drake album, April two thousand sixteen. You guys graduate in June, you know, maybe a month later or so. Yeah. You have signing day. You sign with some, what, D3 college in Minnesota, D2, something like that. Yeah. You had a signing day. You were doing it in the uh, front auditorium of the, the basketball gym at the high school. And I I was doing something after school, hanging out with Travis. Or, I mean, me and Travis are always doing some mischievous shit. But I was hanging out with him, I think. And then all of a sudden, here's Max in the parking lot just sitting there in his car. Would you never catch Max just sitting by himself? Because he's, yeah. he's a social butterfly. He talks to everyone. He's cool with everyone. Everyone wants to get, know, get to know more about him. Max is one, just one of those guys. He's very personable. Yeah. Um, very... Um, um, uh, charming, I guess, you know, people want to discuss stuff with him. So he's just by himself in this car, which you never catch him like that. And I'm, I go up, you know, knock on the window. I'm like, Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> like, it was just so weird to catch him like that. I didn't see him in like a month or two because he was also a senior at Anderson, but he was going to Shasta college for his yeah. classes yep. because he needed enough time for him and Jordan to make films, which did you ever star in any of those short films that he did? Just the ones for a uh, Spanish class. Okay. Okay. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call them short films. They were Spanish projects. Okay, got you. Because I remember we did the Nikki one, and Mikey was there, but you weren't there looking back. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So that makes that makes sense. Um, so I remember that it was your signing day. That's why he was there. He was, like, chilling, just waiting for maybe, what, 5 o'clock or some shit like that. Uh-huh. And so we just kind of sat there. We discussed, like, hey, man, how, how do you think Views is going to be? Like, we just <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which Views is fucking ass looking back. It's his worst album. But... Um, yeah, it was just something like that. We go, eventually go into the auditorium. You do the whole signing. Seth is there. You know, Max, fucking shout out to Ryan Heisel. He's there. Your dad's there. Your mom's there. Everyone's there. And I'm sure other people were there as well. And I remember um, you came up to me and you're like, hey, man, like, thanks for coming to my thing. And I didn't say it. I don't think I've ever said this, but I was like, I didn't really intend on coming to this. <laughs> And I don't want to be rude. It was your moment. You know, I was like, he thinks I came out of the good of my heart. So that's cool. But it, I just stumbled upon it. It's just one yeah. of those things that I just fucking stumbled right into because Max was there. I decided to go. And it's crazy, man. That was literally over five years ago. That was April 2016. Here we are in August 2021. And we're on the 100th episode of the podcast, just reminiscing, talking, talking about our shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just stuff like that. I don't know if you have any personal stories of mine. I, I don't, the players interview. Because we always go back to this. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about this. I don't remember okay. shit from it. 
I liked weed a lot during yeah. my phase. So I, I don't remember I also, nothing. I also thoroughly enjoyed weed during that time. <laughs> um, Do you remember anything about the interview at all? Yeah, I remember it. Okay. Well, I just remember... Um, <laughs> I remember the funny thing is that you texted whoever saying you were going to be late because you were late getting off work over at, uh, was it Brito Bandito before you worked at Players? No, dude. It was like some printing press job. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, <sighs> yeah. I don't remember which one of them that one of them it was, but Penny was like, uh, you know, it was either Sass or Jazz. One of them said, you know, this is Blake. You know, they really like Blake a lot. So this is kind of going to be the telling tale of, of, you know, whether we're going to bring him on or not. You know, <laughs> I show up late. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. But, you know, I'm like, you know, there's, Blake's one of the most common names, so I'm like, you know, I'm not really expecting it to be you. And then right when you walk through the door, I'm like, oh, I know this motherfucker. Um, yeah. You know, the, the interview went good. Penny just, you know, we were over, like, had a lot of staff at that that point. Um, and I was like, I just told her, I was like, hire him. I was like, trust me, hire him. And she did. And then, you know, that's kind of where, like, I don't want to say our friendship began, like, then, but that's kind of where it began. Yeah. Cause we were, like you said, we weren't really friends like during high school or anything, but, um, definitely at players is probably where it, where it really like blossomed, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's where I met Steve. That's where Mm -hmm. I met George. I mean, George would come in all the time when I worked at Bandito cause he was cool with, uh, Caesar and he's still cool with Caesar and shout out to him and we were coworkers. And so I remember George, I mean, you remember the bald head, you remember fucking, yeah. and you remember George. I mean, it's yeah. just, you know what I mean? His name's Jorge. People call him George. You remember stuff like that. So, you know, George comes in and to beat bandito all the time. And I remember he was the first guy that trained me on deliveries mm-hmm. and he was the one that, which, I mean, it's funny you're training someone to deliver pizza. You don't really have to, but Penny just wanted me to ride along to see how it was. He had two of them and it was already dark. It was a Friday night in December. It was like two or three days before fucking Christmas. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I remember he was like, yeah, so you just go and you knock on the door and That's <laughs> then, it. I was like, cool dude. Like, so exactly what the fuck I thought it would be. Okay, cool. Um, but no, man, it, it is wild to see, like you said, stuff blossom and stuff like that and yeah. stuff go for that. I mean, just to think that we all started at like this pizza parlor, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like so many things have come from that, so many relationships and stuff. And you just never expected that. I never thought I'd work there. I never thought that I would move on to like, I never thought we'd have like a Chick-fil-A and a Sprouts and shit like that. Now I'm over at Sprouts. Like just so many fucking things that you just never thought was going to go that way. You know, this fucking podcast, like I intended on doing a podcast for years and years and years and just never got my shit together. I was a lazy piece of shit for a while and Billy gave me the chance and went to the sound house. And you know, also that was 2018 was a, a difficult time, man. My grandpa passed that summer. Like I was full blown addiction mode. Um, you know, I, I quit doing the music. I wanted to do the podcast. Didn't have any money. My credit was already fucked up. I mean, it's fucked up now, but it is. I mean, come on, man. It's America. Like <laughs> this is a fuck about credit score. <laughs> this is America, man. Like, but, Post pandemic, everyone's fucked up, but, um, yeah, it's, it's just like, you wouldn't think something like this would happen. And just to know that I bring in three Yeti mics one day and and we're just like, okay, we're doing this. And I just, I said, I remember the look you guys gave like, all right. And I remember Steve bought like some foam to like try and put in the player studio. He bought like an on the air sign, which I think might be the same one they use at the library. Now it kind of looks the same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the one at the library might be a little bigger. I assume they both got they both got them from Amazon. Like that's the easiest place to fucking buy anything on earth. But yeah, dude, it's just one of those things that you never would expect. And I remember, um, also I, 
So you guys would always come over f- for football Sundays at my place because I had the Sunday ticket in 2019. Yeah. I remember yeah. the Super Bowl, Chiefs Niners was the first time I think I really went over there. New Year's this year, 2021, was super fun. I hope we do that again next year. Um, and not for you guys. Yeah. I wasn't drinking. And Seth says I'm a pussy, but I was in fucking rehab at the time. And I was like, hey, man, like I just came from like an AA meeting. Like I'm not. Which, by the way, AANA, you can do both for weed and pinko. It doesn't matter if it's addiction's addiction. So that's why people, the lines get blurred on that. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, I came from an AA thing on New Year's Eve because that was a big thing, obviously. Like, it's a Friday. It's New Year's. Like, don't do some stupid-ass shit. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, guys, I'm not drinking. And everyone respected it. Everyone was just like, cool. Like, no one tried to budge me on it. It was super cool. I I didn't even mind, like, bartending for everyone because I'm not a big alcohol guy myself. Um and so I remember everyone got all sorts of fucked up. USF kept giving the same speech over yeah. and over. Um, just thanking your mom for working through the whole pandemic. And, you know, if you guys don't think it's real, it's real. And I love this guy so much. It, it, but it was cool. You know what I mean? Like, it's just moments like that, that yeah. it's cool shit. Uh, Seth and George won seven straight pong games, beer pong games, which really pissed me off. Because everyone knows I, fu- I fucking hate losing. I hate losing, dude. I will do anything to win. I will cheat. I will fucking, I, you know what I mean? I'll do anything. I'll foul the fuck out of you on a basketball. I will do whatever it takes to fucking win. I like winning. I was always the loser-ass kid, you know? It's just one of those chips on the shoulder things. So I hate losing, and they just kept whooping our fucking ass, and I'm just like, oh, my God. I mean, there were so many games that got so close, but it just makes you better. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, dude, it's it just, it's wild, man. It's wild to see how far it's come, and I'm just glad we're able to come in here and reflect and stuff like that. And uh, do you want a ballpoint pin? Do you want a Blake Mayfield podcast pin? Yeah, I'll take a pin. Okay. All right, cool. Because I think I bought three of them. I want to keep one for football season. Another thing I want to discuss with you that we can just talk about on air. I don't care. Is um, me, you, Seth, George, and Rick for NFL picks. But like fantasy, we do a money pool. Everyone puts in 20. Winner takes 100. I'm down. Okay. Because yeah. fantasy, everyone's throwing in 25, winner takes 250, right? Yeah. They, I mean, well, they something win like 225. Yeah, something like that. Because yeah, if you put the, to- whatever. So, yeah. Oh, Matt, Matty Ice will probably want to be in on the picks, too. <laughs> Here's the problem. Every time we get to week 14 or 15, everyone just stops. And they don't win. Then they go 0-16 that week. I mean, I guess so. I That or they lose their fucking money. Yeah. You know, we'll you do something win, like you that. You want to win the money, do your picks. Because I feel like when you don't have that sort of backing, like money or whatever, people will just get disinterested. They're like, okay, well, uh, fuck it. I mean, we're not going for anything anyway. But if there's money on the line, oh, come yeah. on, man. Best believe. And the picks are something I'm good at. And that's something Seth isn't good at. So I feel like that'd be an easy win right there. Um, Excuse me. But we'll see, man. Before we get out of here... Because I know you have work at 4 o'clock, I think, and you have to get back home and stuff like that. And we're going to do a full NFL preview here in a week or two, so don't worry about any of that stuff, guys. Um, Jaguars. Yeah. How far are they going to go? How far are they not going to go? What What are we thinking? Oh, I'm going to say six wins. I think next year's the leap year, but I think this year is kind of a, a learning year because you, you also have to remember Urban Myers never coached in the NFL. He's been a college guy his whole his whole coaching career um and you know in all of his interviews like you know reporters will ask like you know how are the joint practices going to work and he's like you know i'm i'm, I'm learning like uh, you know I, i'm counting on my experienced assistant coaches to kind of help me out because i'm learning all these things so i think there's going to be a really big learning curve for him and trevor lawrence both um i i mean i i could see them probably finishing second in the division but i also don't I don't know. I'm being realistic saying they're probably going to win like six games. 
Okay. I just don't, I don't think they're to that next level yet. I honestly, no jinx, no nothing. I think the Jags go pretty far this year. Think so? Divisional round? I mean, I could see it. I really could. It's the AFC is not very strong outside of the top two. That's that, that that's a pretty tough division, though, or pretty tough conference because you have Buffalo and Kansas City. Those are the two. Those are the top. And I think Buffalo so takes a step back. Here's the thing. So let's just look at quarterbacks. You have to play in the AFC. Okay. Mahomes. Yep. Allen. Yep. Lamar. Yep. Baker. Come on. But he's he's up there. The Browns, they, they won two playoff games last year. All right. You have Herbert now. The team's not quite there, but Herbert's incredible. I think he takes a step back as well. Okay, that's fair. A little step, but I don't think he's going to do no thirty-three and no, 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 no. The Raiders, game the Raiders will now. go six and one their first seven games, then <laughs> lose the next ten, <laughs> and then, I'm. But I mean, that's a lot of good young quarterbacks. That's I've been telling people that I I don't think Trevor's going to be the best quarterback from this class. I think it's going to be Trey Lance just because he has a little bit easier of a field. Because if you look in the NFC, that's where more of those old heads are. I mean, you got Kyler, and you know I could if I really sat if I like was prepared to talk about it, I could probably name a couple more, but there's a lot of old heads in the NFC, which when you go over to the AFC, there's a lot of the younger young guys, guys. The, the young guys. And um, so I just think that's going to make it hard. That's not even counting Deshaun Watson. Cause we don't know what's going to happen with him, but you know, you throw him into that mix too. There's a lot of good young quarterbacks in the AFC. And I think even having to go through Mahomes and Allen every year is going to be tough. I said a while back, I was a, Los Angeles Chargers fan. I'll see you later. Uh, no, hold on. I I got cut. I I was in the fullback position, and I had to run a straight line and try and block the outside backer for my guy to get a run. I know where that's from. And it, it I was all over TikTok. I got made fun of, and I got cut. I'm really good friends. With Aaron Rodgers. Not in real life. He calls me. He's like, hey, bud. Saw that block. Not not too hot. Oh my gosh. But. I'm getting whatever I want over here right now. It's my last season. I really, really liked the weed you provided for me. Would you like to come back to Wisconsin? It's our last dance. Please. When Aaron Rodgers asks, please, <laughs> that's happening. Man. Green Bay Packers, Aaron Charles Rodgers, Devontae Adams, I'm back. I'm here. It's our last dance. And Aaron, if you're going to Denver next year, I may be going with. If you go to San Francisco next year, <laughs> I might be going with. I'm not. I'm not joking. If I have to hear "Bang Bang Niner Gang" <laughs> come out of your mouth, I'm never talking. I'm not that. saying "Bang Bang Niner." I'm not doing that. That's not happening. But if Aaron Rodgers goes to the 49ers, oh boy, are those Niner fans gonna hate my ass? Because I'm gonna cheer for Aaron Rodgers. Come on, man. Who else? Sacramento North, north of Sacramento. Ever, and I mean fucking ever, in professional sports, fucking NASCAR, business, 
Who else has gone that far and been that successful at their job? No, I mean, that's fair. That's definitely... Aaron Rodgers might be the most successful Northern California person to ever live. Yeah. Besides, like, maybe someone in the gold rush or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, we don't have a Donald Trump that owned businesses and became president. We don't have a fucking... We we don't have someone that started Facebook. We don't have someone... I mean, sure, you could say Stanford and Bay Area, but I'm talking northern northern of that. Like, we don't have a guy that's, like, from Chico or Reading or something that... I mean, Rich Eisen's cool, but he's not Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And shout out to Rich Eisen. He's one of the guys... I mean, if there's ever a blueprint for me to follow, that's the one. But, I mean... I, you know, and I know success isn't everything, but I just think it's cool, man. And Aaron, I know we talked on the phone, not in real life, but I'm coming. And come on the pod. Dude, if I get Aaron right, you know, I was talking to George and George is my, uh, do you believe in the manifestation and shit like that? Are you a big spiritual guy? I, I have no idea if you are or not. I mean, you, you don't seem like, so I, I'm a big manifestation guy. I'm a big guy that if I say something and do something long enough, it'll happen. Great example of this is going to Black Rose Coffee every fucking day for a year to get one interview and eventually getting that interview. Another one of those things is emailing the writing mayor three or four times before finally getting a reply and then still waiting another month to get the interview. There's two people that I'll be damned if I retire or don't feel like doing this anymore. And I haven't spoken to them yet because not because they're successful or they got money or they get pussy or it's not anything like that. It's just because I'm interested in what makes them tick and I'm interested in the life story. One of them is Aaron Rodgers. And of course we could talk about green Bay, but we could talk, Oh, you won a super bowl, three MVPs. Oh, but I'm gonna be like, hey man, what was it like growing up and going to PV? Yeah. He doesn't get asked that shit. Yeah. Even someone like a Pat McAfee, who, you know, great podcast and great show, they don't ask him that shit. And I'm someone that's not from Chico, but I'm from the area around. You know what I mean? I'm like, hey, what was it like being a butte and then all of a sudden getting the chance to go to Cal? Yeah. You know, like walk me through that. You know what I mean? Like, also another guy bringing up all the time is Pete Davidson because no one's he's one of the few celebrities that no one's life story is that interesting to me. Okay, seven years old, your dad passes as a firefighter in 9-11. At 16, you start doing comedy. At 20, you make Saturday Night Fucking Live. At 24, you're engaged to Ariana Grande. You know, now you have all these number one movies. He was in Suicide Squad. Like, that is a crazy-ass story to me. That's a story that, like, I don't know. You can't even make that shit up. If I wrote a book about some kid and that was, <laughs> it's like, what? So it's just one of those things, man. And I, I just like it as a comic as well, but just, they're just stories. They're stories I feel like people don't get down to the meat and potatoes of that I feel like maybe I'll be able to. Anyway, point being in my manifestation talk is I told George to give me two years. I told George, give me two years and one of those two will happen by then. Um, I don't know how, I don't, I, I, you know, the listeners can hold me to that. August 18th, 2023, I'm hoping one of those two guys has, I've been on a phone call with me. I've sat down with him in person. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Roger spends a lot of time in California, mostly Southern, of course, but we'll see. Pete's a New York guy. That's going to be a lot harder, um, but he's not as famous, I don't think. So we'll see. I know uh, they cost money for interviews because they their time is money, you know, because it's like they have a lot of shit going on. So that would be another one of those hurdles to jump through. But yeah, I, I don't mind sharing that with the fans and stuff like that. You know, I mean, the 48 laws of power and stuff like that uh, says, you know, conceal your intentions and do this, do that. And I'm not a huge believer in that kind of stuff. I feel like the more you put out there and even if it's pressure on yourself, that's a good thing. You know what I mean? So if I was able to get Aaron Rodgers, dude, I feel like that would that'd be super cool just for the area. You know what I mean? Like he's someone that I feel like is kind of half hated, half loved because people love that he's from the area and made 
it out, and then other people hate that he's never come back. Like, Travis always gives me shit for liking Aaron Rodgers, even though he didn't come back with the Super Bowl trophy. I'm like, so what? He didn't owe anyone anything. He doesn't have to come back to Chico and be like, hey, here's my Lombardi. Like, plus, on the flip side, we'd call him a fucking jerk-off if he did that. Yeah. We'd be like, oh, fuck that guy. We'd be like, that guy's an asshole. He came back just to flex his Lombardi and then left. Like, what a dick. So, like, it's it's a double-edged sword. You know what I mean? Like, you, yeah. you can't please everyone. But point being, man, that's where I'm at with things. Any other stories, any other things before we get out of here? I know you got work in just an hour and you got to get back home or in Reading. So any other things you want to hit on? You know, we, we have as much time as you need. Yeah. But so, you know, like you said, you have a couple people that you would like to get on in the next yes. two years. Um, yeah. You know, there is one person that I would I would really like to get on. Um, and, you know, this might be a little easier if everything works out. Oh, I fucking hope so. Um, <laughs> than Aaron Rodgers. But, uh. I would really like to get LaVisca on here. Mm. I would really, really, really like that. I think I think it's a possibility. And for all you podcasters, that is doable for us. Yeah. We're hoping so, at least. We're, we're hoping. We're, I don't want to talk shit. I don't want to jinx it. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's anytime you can get someone big on, it's huge. And I think what, what should happen is I think LaVisca should come to Reading and do a, like a signing at Compass Sports. Make some money. Go stay on a houseboat out at the lake. Mm. Do, uh, hold on. Do we even have a lake? I'm being Sh- fucking serious. No, have, do, yeah, there's a lake. There's still water in that lake? Yes. Okay. All right. And then after Thank God. The next day, you know, before you fly back to Jacksonville or Colorado, wherever you're living, just come chat with us for a couple hours. We'll have a good time. The best part about me still having the nice setup is that even if LaVisca's like, oh, man, I won't be able to make it, I'll be like, cool. I can fit everything in that little bag right there. Yeah. Just come on down to fucking Compass or come on to wherever the fucking Redwood Soul, wherever he's going to be. Even if, you know, we have to go to Jacksonville. Like, if he's like, yeah, I'll go on, but you got to come to me. Let's go. See, that's another thing. Like, that's something that I have never done for this podcast. I've never traveled for this podcast, ever. I've never once traveled out of this town for a podcast. But I mean, someone like a Pete Davidson, I'm expecting I'll have to go to New York. Yeah. I'll have to go to Staten Island. hundred percent. And just fucking find him or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's another thing with like the business cards and stuff that I'm thinking about is, you know, people aren't going to remember a guy that just comes up and talks to them and basically just talks shit about how good he thinks his thing could be. And they're going to go on his podcast. Yeah. If I give you a, a card and or a hat or a copy, if I give you something to remember me by, and a number and an email or whatever, my chances are a lot higher at that point. Yeah. You know? So that's something that, um, you know, I, I don't know how much you want to reveal on air. I know not much, but maybe get John from Redwood Soul down here, and then we kind of work I, our way to that. I mean, I don't know how that even goes. but I think John would be a good person to have on here, too. I think so, too. You know, and I think he's probably someone that probably would be willing to do it. We should go in there together one of these days. I got some cards I got to take them, so. Okay. I'll probably go. I was planning on going down there next week. I just haven't had time lately. I'll get my business cards in the mail today, and then we can go on there. I'll go with a business card. I'll give them a, a free hat. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll, I'll not a wine and dime, but you know, you gotta, you gotta, you know, butter them up a little bit. You know, you gotta butter them up, and and I'm hoping, hoping that'll work. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, and that's that's how you get one step closer to someone like a Lavisca. And I mean, rest assured, dude. I mean, it'd be cool to have him on there, but that's your pod. Like, <laughs> that's your guy. 
That is my guy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the same way if Rodgers came on, I wouldn't want you to hog the mic for an hour. <laughs> so Rodgers, what do you think about Marvin Bagley? <laughs> right. It's like, ow, ow, ow. This is Aaron Rodgers. Like, <laughs> he doesn't even know who the fuck that is. He's like, who the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that'd be cool, man. And you got to talk this stuff into existence. But yeah, I, that's, I like bringing up us going to Jacksonville or something. Like that's something that I hope we can do it is travel for certain podcasts. Um, another one that I think would be super cool just cause he means so fucking much to people in the Bay would be Steph Curry. Oh yeah, that would be, that'd be pretty cool. I think Steph would be fucking amazing. I feel like he's one of the most down to earth superstars ever. And I'll be honest with you. I'm a Laker fan. I feel like Steph would be a lot better pod than a LeBron would or an AD yeah, would. I agree. I feel like Steph would just be more down to earth. He wouldn't be so fucking, you know, like concealed and stuff behind like a wall. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I feel like he would just be a cool hang. You know what I mean? So something, I mean, stuff like this is doable, man. Like after having these business owners and certain politicians and stuff and getting to go guests on other podcasts, I finally realized it's doable. I just got to give it time. Like another thing about the pod, you guys, and I, I don't think I've ever said my age or your age on air, but I'm 22 years old. I'll be 23 at the end of this year. You know what I mean? Like I like to think I'm pretty young. Yeah, I got a lot of time in this shit. You know what I mean? So it's like, even if it takes more than two years, you know, I told George two years, but if it takes more than that, that's fine. But, you know, I would like to take a trip out to New York after I feel like I've built up enough equity or enough, you know, stuff to go and ask someone like a Pete or ask, you know, whoever I, and I want to talk to people I like. Yeah. That's another thing about this podcast. People do podcasts with people that, you know what I mean? Lana fucking Rhodes or, you know, I don't, I don't care about Lana Rhodes. I don't. Beautiful girl, I don't want to talk to you. What am I going to talk about? What, your home videos? I don't want to talk about that for an hour. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I've seen all of them. <laughs> Here we go. Now, <laughs> Scary hours. <laughs> now I'm flying off the handle. I'm like, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. But I want to talk about, like I said, like, Aaron, you went to PV. You ever think you'd be a Green Bay Packer sitting behind Brett Favre? Like, how, how do you go from that kid at 16 you know what I mean? Like, there's a video of him on the internet where he's, like, shooting the shot at, like, one of the reporters. I'll ask him, like, hey, how'd that work out? Yeah. <laughs> how'd it work out with that one? I don't know if you've ever seen that video. Yeah. But, damn. <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> hey, man, that was smooth as butter on a bagel, man. I'll tell you that much. I mean, that was, that was pretty smooth. I've used that line before, and it's worked. So, you know what I mean? I was like, okay, all right. Thank you, Aaron Rodgers. Um, but yeah, just shit like that, dude, you know, no family drama, no bullshit. Like I want to be the guy that you come into the pod or you come into the thing and you have a good time and you yeah. leave potentially wanting to do another one someday. I don't want to be the, the, the one and done guy, but again, I know how this stuff goes. I get up once and they'll never come back on, which is fine. Yeah. You know, you have to relish that hour, you know, and, and it's just, if we ever get LaVisca Chanel jr, he's going to come on this podcast once. He doesn't owe us anything. Why would he come back twice? Yeah. Well, what are we going to talk about a second time? Unless they want a Super Bowl or, you know, unless something like that happens or, you know, he gets, he catches 40 fucking touchdowns. And like, unless some major shit happens, why would they come back on? Yeah. You know? So it's just one of those things, man. Um, but <laughs> I don't know, man. LaVisca might be a little harder for this year. I think we could have gone on this time last year, maybe, but I think he's going to have a good year. So it might be yeah, a little harder. I think but so too. it's a part of the chase. It's a part of the drive. So it's about three o'clock over here. And I think Al has to get out of here pretty soon. We're an hour 40 in. I'm not going anywhere. We're, I'm planning on getting this to three hours for the 100th edition, but Al, thank you for everything, man. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, yeah. Um, if I don't see Max in a random parking lot sitting by himself and he drags me to your, not drags me, that sounds bad, if he doesn't take me to your signing day, if I don't go to players, if, if, if I don't buy the Yeti mics on a rainy February day and we joke about Robert Kraft getting a rub and tug. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. 
So thank you. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, of course. I'll be right back. I'm going to have my buddy Felipe on the phone, and we will discuss our bandito days and just all sorts of that type of shit. Because he's another person that thinks I'm just fucking a nut. And then after that, I'll have my dad on. So stay tuned, guys. I'll be right back. All right, guys, and we are back. So now I have on the phone a good friend of mine, one of my best friends, someone that I call my first college friend, even though we didn't attend college together. He's the first person I've met after high school that has become one of my good friends, one of my best friends, and someone that I met through uh, Burrito Bandito back in the day and stuff like that. And that, you know, there's very few people and things in life where you don't talk to him or don't see him for a while. And then the moment you do see him, it's like no time has passed at all. And that's how I describe this relationship with this man right here. So I have my buddy Felipe Reyes here. Felipe, how are you? Say hi to the audience, man. Hi guys. Thank you. Um, thank you, Blake, for having me on here. I really appreciate you reaching out. Um, you know, it's a, it's an honor. You know, this is my second time being on this podcast. Uh, you know, I remember being, on your, uh, I don't recall what episode it was, but you know, time really does fly. And so, how Blake was saying, um, you know, him reaching out to me, it just, it just feels like we were just hanging out yesterday. And, um, you know, I'm excited to touch bases with him again and, you know, just catch up on life and just, you know, just like how we did it back in the day, just, you know, just kind of mess around and just have a good time. Yeah, absolutely. So, the last episode we did was, uh, episode six, that was the sixth episode of my podcast. And now we are at 100. That was like March, 2019. So a lot of shit's different. And I mean, you know, we still talk about sort of the same shit and whatnot, but it was me, you and Stiz on an episode. Um, we talked before we came on the air about how we're going to do that second, but I want to go all the way back. I want to go back and then we'll work our way to present day with you and stuff like that. Let's talk about Bandito, man. Me and you both met at Burrito Bandito back in 2017. I believe you were a transfer from Placer. You got caught making out with someone or doing some Felipe shit in the back. I, I don't know, man. You're, you're always doing <laughs> some shit. <laughs> but you yeah, got... <laughs> Am I off on yeah. that? Is that what happened? No, that's... Uh... <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay, so no, um, this was in high school. Um, this was actually my junior year, and um, you know, I was I was new there recently, uh, working there. I think I was only there for maybe two months. Um, there were some coworkers that were uh, smoking, you know, smoking a little little jays on their on their breaks and lunches and whatever. And so, um, you know, me just being that typical naive high school uh, student. And I, I, I smoked once on my lunch break and then, uh, or actually it was just like a normal break, but yeah, we, uh, ended up getting, someone ended up saying something and uh, a whole bunch of people got fired and, uh, you know, I, I, I was the only one that told the truth. I mean, I didn't, I didn't rat anyone out. Um, and you know, they, they reached out to me later saying that they appreciated me telling the truth while everyone else lied. So, um, you know, once some, once it blew over a little bit, they offered me a position back, and uh, you know, I, I went to airport, worked at airport for a little bit, uh, left again for a different uh, job opportunity, and then uh, I came back, and that's when I came back to Anderson, and that's uh, honestly out of the three burrito banditos that I worked at. Oh, there's another one. I worked at Hartnell for a little bit, but I don't count that one. But uh, the Anderson one, that was a that was definitely the most uh, memorable one uh, for sure. I got to really connect with everyone. And, uh, you know, again, I got, I got an amazing relationship out of it with Blake. So that's, uh, yeah, that was a good time though. But yeah, no, definitely not making out with someone. That was a, 
you know, I was a I was a fat kid smoking a joint. So I don't think you I don't think you I don't think you get fired for making out with someone while at work. I mean, I don't know, but yeah, but yeah. fucking these days, probably. I don't know. I just I. I I don't know, man. That just sounds like some shit you would have done. But that actually sounds more like the story I got originally was was that. So you say Anderson was the most memorable one. Um, why is that for you? Why was Anderson the most memorable one? Why is that the one that sticks out the most out of the four locations? Um, I think it's just because um, out of all the locations, you know, airport does have a special heart in my uh, or it has a special place in my heart. But I think out of the Anderson one, um, you know, it was more uh, employees my age. So we were able to, I was able to just connect with everyone a little bit more there. You know, we did some uh, outside events. We all hung out. You know, we remember we did like the bowling. We did the basketball competitions. Uh, you know, there was, a, there was a lot of people there that uh, left an impact on me. And so I think that that Anderson location, you know, leaves a special, special place in my heart. Dude, we were like a fucking Olympic team at one point. It was me, you, Alfredo, fucking James and Nick. You know what I mean? Like, what did what did Nick always say that we'd always laugh at? Do you remember? Uh, what the uh, fuck oh, did yeah, he say? The, the, he, he would say, it was very funny the way he said it. He'd be like, oh, well, you know, he'd get it. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, James, he would get in trouble for doing something dumb at work, and James would just yell at him for it. He'd just be like, oh, well, and just walk away. <laughs> that shit's but the great. way he, the way he said it was just he was just so carefree so dumb just he just gave him no fucks and uh i apologize if i'm not allowed to cuss on him but no he dude you can cuss getting, he uh yeah he just it was just uh it was more of a just whatever I, I fucked up it's all good type of type of oh well so it was it was funny i love yeah. hey, i miss that guy fucking nick <laughs> also fucking Kanan was there my guy ryan heisel ryan worked there um and there were also some some ladies there man there, there were definitely a few ladies that worked there at a certain point i remember i um i'm throwing a way back here I, I don't think she'll be listening to what uh, you know whatsoever i'm not gonna bring up a name i remember i i did some i did some dumb shit and I did a lot of dumb shit at Bandito. I, I was a dumbass 18-year-old. I did. A, I said and did a lot of dumb shit. And I, I said this one girl had prostitute boots. She got, like, new non-slips that looked like, you know what I mean? It looked like if I paid enough money, some shit may happen for me. Like, I, I'm just keeping her real. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that's how she is. That's not who she is as a person. It was a fucking joke. And I remember I said it, except we're at work. And me and that girl were not on the best of terms anymore. Like, we used to have a relationship where we could go back and forth. It wasn't like that anymore. Um, and I remember you were, like, the only person that came up to me because I, I was cooking a lot in those days on the grill. So, you know, your back's usually turned to the customers, and you're just you're cooking away. You're just doing your own thing. And I remember you came up to me from the back, and you were like, yo, man, that was fucking savage. <laughs> <laughs> and I think right then and there, I was like, all right, like, I think me and this guy will be pretty good friends. You know what I mean? Cause I could tell like we got the same sense of humor. Cause look, man, it was funny. It was funny because she was like totally showing him off, trying to be cool. And I just feel, you know, I shot her down and you know what I mean? Like we all kind of did it to each other at that point. It's not like I was the only one in the, in the group that would do that. But I mean, we had a really good crew, man. Like there was a lot of good people there. Uh, some very attractive ladies that work there. People we became friends with. People that I've obviously have stayed friends with, like you. And yeah, I mean, like you said, the basketball games with James and Nick. James missing layups after I give him good passes. Like that shit would drive me nuts. But just all sorts of different things, man. Like a lot of different stuff came from you know 
that year and whatnot. So I'm, I'm grateful for it as well. Someone that we haven't brought up yet that we did the pod with was Stiz, man. We met Stiz through Bandito as well. And me, you, and him did a pod March 2019, uh, episode six, called We're Eating Tacos because you guys were waiting for me to get off work. And I didn't get off till like 10, 1030 that night. And you guys were like literally waiting outside of my house for like an hour, I guess, just eating fucking jack-in-the-box tacos. And you guys saved some for me. And then... We go in and do the podcast, and it goes however it goes. We talk about fucking Kanye, Drake, 6 9 you know, I mean, we just me and Stibbs really love rap, so we were talking about that stuff, and we were having a good time. You guys brought a couple drinks through, and yeah, I remember we were just eating tacos the whole fucking time, but what do you remember about that podcast, and I mean, how are you and Stibbs these days? Do you still talk to him? I wish I did, but what do you remember about that podcast? Uh, to be honest, uh, I don't really recall that podcast. I know I was uh, very quiet during... Uh, during that time, I know Stiz did most of the talking, um, but yeah, I just I remember just kind of sitting there, just uh, really just chilling, you know, vibing, just uh, you know, enjoying the just enjoying the time with you guys, having a good time. But yeah, you know, uh, you know, unfortunately, I don't really talk to Stiz anymore. Um, you know, I, I kind of, I guess we kind of just, uh, you know, we moved on. Um, I don't even remember the last time I talked to him. I've talked to him maybe a few times over snapchat but other than that um i think ever since i left bandito back in i think it was the end of 2018 i haven't really uh i haven't really reached out to him talked to him hung out with him that much but but yeah you know other than that um, i do remember that night it was fun you know we had some fun nights together i remember uh on my birthday too we all hung out at your house um, that was a good time you know i got to to buy my first my first bottle with you guys i forgot what i bought too but uh. i i do too i don't remember that at all i i was just gonna bring yeah. that up we all went to maxwell's for your 21st and uh me used is and i think fredo came back to the house like he parked at my place but he didn't stick around he had some shit he had to go do um yeah but i remember it was me you and stiz and yeah uh, i lived uh with another one of coworkers. uh of your guys is because I had moved on, but uh, I lived with Noah at the time and he didn't come celebrate with us or anything, but crazy times, man. Crazy, crazy to look back about how uh, long ago that was, but also it's only been like three years, man. It's only been three years since I was roommates with them since we did all that. Like, you know what I mean? Like that shit is wild to think about looking back. Uh, what's your favorite memory from Burrito Bandito and Anderson? What's like the one day, the one event, the one time we went and hung out with someone. And another person I'll bring up is Dakota. We'd always go to Dakota's house. Um, uh, yeah, you know what? <laughs> uh, you know what? Yeah. I would say, I remember there was a night we all hung out at Dakota. Dakota was there in the beginning when I first started there. Uh, he wasn't there for too much longer. I remember he, uh, he moved on for, uh, I think it was a welding job. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I would say that was, that I definitely remember that night where it was just all the boys. It was just the group of all the boys there. We were just chilling, hanging out, playing cards. I remember, I remember you guys got like a, a, a big thing of like mics. So everyone was just getting drunk off of mics. So, you know, you, you, you know, you can't really get drunk off of mics without getting that headache. So, um, and then I think we mixed alcohol in there too, but. I remember, uh, I think I, I think I passed the night there, dude, and I, and I woke up in the middle of the night, like, freezing. It was so cold in there. I was hungover, and, uh, dude, that was a horrible morning, but that was a fun night. I remember, I remember that for sure. <laughs> I remember we did, um, Bandito had a fucking Christmas party at the casino, and I remember that, um... 
I won an Xbox that night. Xbox, I think the Xbox One was out at that point, 2017. So I think it was an Xbox One. Um, and I remember that there was, I remember Brittany wanted it. I don't think she's going to be listening. And, you know, I don't mind bringing it up. I remember she wanted it really bad. And I won it. And she was like kind of salty about it. But we also like took pictures afterwards. And I don't think she's in that picture. But I was like holding the Xbox up to my ear like a money phone. And I mean, you know, we were just, it was kid shit. It's stuff that like, I would never do that now with an Xbox. You know what I mean? Like look like a fucking fool. But it was fun, man. I remember we all went back to Dakotas after that. And we all probably smoke and drive. I mean, we, we, did, we did shit that we probably shouldn't have done if we were going to drive. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I feel like we're almost incriminating ourselves, but like we would just go have fun at like Dakotas and stuff like that. And it's stuff like that that I remember the most. I thought you were going to bring up the story where I started wilding the fuck out and I haven't really done it that much since at someone else's place. But um, a certain individual started talking some shit to me. We both had a couple of drinks uh, and stuff. And I remember you maybe hit me the next day or something like that. And you were just like, hey man, like, you were fucking wiling out. Like, you got to chill. <laughs> and that's one of the few times any of my friends have ever come to me and been like, hey, man, like, you got to f- take it down a fucking notch. And funny enough, that was the last time I ever went to Dakotas. He never invited me back, ever. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that night. That was a very interesting night. I think that was my last night at Dakotas as well. I think after that, it was just uh, nothing nothing bad, but definitely uh, – you know, just stuff that we're just like, all right, we gotta, we gotta just relax and, you know, find something else to do with our lives. Well, also because at the time he was going to become a dad in a few months, uh, his girlfriend at the time, I think they're married now, uh, was pregnant. So I think that he was to become a dad and he was just trying to clean up the environment a little bit. And you know what I mean? I, I, I totally respect that. Yeah. The thing that would suck was he would invite Noah and his girlfriend over while I lived with Noah and wouldn't shoot me the invite. You know what I mean? Like in the same uh, excuse me in the same uh time frame in the same like the same year like 2018 it was that year and like he wouldn't invite me over and i was like damn dude like haven't talked to dakota since you know i and i enjoy going over there we'd watch fucking rick and morty we would just sit there and we'd talk he seemed like a pretty mature guy he was just trying to figure his shit out you know what i mean but it is what it is man life goes on and you know people are like the seasons man they come and go so it is what it is but no yeah. the ba- bandito days were fucking phenomenal you stayed around a little longer than i did but yeah, dude, you worked your way up to become a manager uh, eventually, I think, right? Yeah, I did. Uh, I left Burrito Bandito for a, a management opportunity with uh, with um, Holiday Market at that time. Yes. Um, yeah. I, at that point, you know, I, I realized I needed to kind of do something. Uh, you know, I was getting a little complacent, so um, I wanted to look at my opportunities and see see what was the best move for me. And so, yeah, I, I think uh, around that time. When I left Bandito, um, you know, that was kind of a turning point for me, a little realization that, you know, I kind of got to have to start getting my act together and, you know, try and, you know, do something that's going to benefit me, that's going to, you know, uh, give me, a, you know, an ROI on my life, you know, give me, give me actual uh, progress that I, you know, that I can be proud of. And so, I, I, yeah, that was kind of, once I left Bandito, as fun as it was and all the chaotic and hectic memories and all the fun memories. I remember, um, you know, eventually you kind of have to grow out of it and just uh, realize that you gotta, you just gotta keep moving forward with uh, what's best for you. 
Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I, do, I remember I did so much shit that, like, luckily, I feel like everyone realized I was eighteen, and there was a lot of kids, you know, because we were kids. I mean, we're still kids, quote unquote, but you, we're we're young men at this point. I feel like we were definitely kids and teenagers then, and there was a lot of, uh, dude, so much shit. I remember I no call no showed one day for my first day of college. Like, I was supposed to move to San Diego and then didn't, and like the last day I was supposed to actually be there was a shift that I picked for everyone, and like there was no manager. Like, there was just so much. Or maybe Alfredo was the manager but he was just a new one like you know there's just so much shit that's like jesus christ like looking back but also i'll be honest with you man like i've had a lot of good jobs i've been very fortunate had a couple really bad ones like anyone else but i've had a really a really good job history and a lot of good people at different jobs bandito i think is always going to stick out because it was like literally my first day of my senior year i go in and i apply the second day of my senior year, I get hired. The third day is my first day there. And that's literally how that went. I stayed there for a year and a half. Like I was able to get my first car while I was there, uh, met some really good people, met, you know, lifelong friends, someone like you, like, you know, caught up with other people, you know, Dakota came and went, but like, that was a really fun time with him. Like there was just so many people and so many different things that, you know, I became roommates with fucking Noah. Eventually I knew him from high school, but if we didn't meet back up at Bandito, that wouldn't have happened. And it's just wild to think, man. It's just crazy. You know, you just go from rolling burritos and stuff to, to just life. And, and like you said, I mean, I, I hit that wall as well where I feel like I had to actually go do something. And my thing was moving to San Diego, but I feel like I had to go do something. I had to go do something different. You know, it's like as fun as it was to work there. Like there's only so much time that we have. And even though we're young, it's like, I didn't want to spend five years there, 10 years there. It just wasn't one of those kind of jobs, you know? So you got to take everything for what it is, but let's move on, man. Let's go a little closer to present day. You graduated college this year. Um, you graduated from Shasta High School in 2016, so five years later, finally getting the degree and everything like that. What was it like graduating college, especially during COVID? I know that things were online. It was fucking weird. Is it what you thought it'd be? I mean, what would you think about graduating this year, bro? Uh, so, you know, graduating uh, with COVID, you know, that, that was a little disappointing. Um, you know, I, I was very fortunate that I was able to attend uh, in-person classes for my first year I think it was a semester and a half maybe and then the whole COVID situation happened um, but you know I the time that I was on campus you know I loved it I loved the intera- uh, the interactions that I had with the professors the professors at Chico State were amazing a lot of a lot of brilliant students there a lot of great minds um, but you know it was unfortunate that everything went online um, you know not everyone even though we are like you know younger and more tech savvy um, you know, learning from on- online is just—it's just not ideal for everyone. It was, you know, it was very hard for me to stay focused, to really, you know, stay um, committed to what I had in front of me. Because you can just put it off and say, you know, oh, I can just do this later. Um, I don't have to get this done right now. You know, you can just go, you just put it off. And um, so um, that was a, that was a challenge, something that I, I that a lot of people definitely have to overcome. Um, but yeah, but, you know, being able to graduate, uh, from that sense, you know, it, it, it didn't feel like I really graduated. Um, you know, I, I didn't walk either. I just, I felt like walking wasn't something that like I earned just because, um, you know, I, I, I just didn't have that sense that like I actually graduated because of the whole online experience. Um, but, you know, I do want to go back and get, uh, you know, either, my uh i want i'm still debating either getting my master's in business or going a different route and get business psychology and get a psychology degree which would be probably another two three years of school but that's that's further down the line but um but yeah graduating man it was uh 
even though it didn't feel like I graduated, I definitely did feel the aftermath of it, you know, having to move from Chico. Uh, you know, I was, I was very fortunate that I, you know, I applied for a position here in Silicon Valley. You know, it was a very high competitive uh, position that I applied for. I think um, out of all the people that applied for it, there were maybe 30 candidates. And, um, you know, with just, you know, just, I guess my my drive to want to, you know, just get out and do something uh, really pushed me ahead of my competition. And so I was very fortunate and very blessed to uh, get offered this position out here in Silicon Valley. Um, but once I actually, uh, you know, moved out here, then, then I really felt it like, you know, this is real. You're, like, I don't have school anymore. Um, you know, yeah, like it used to be you were jug school, juggle work, juggle whatever else you had. If it was community service, volunteer work, um, you know, your social life. Um, but out here, man, it's, it's, it's different. You know, uh, I don't know anyone out here. Um, you know, I started a new job, a new professional, real big boy job, I guess you can say. And, uh, you know, it's just, there's no more school. Um, and, but then at this point you realize like, I can't really, uh, I can't mess around how I did, uh, back with my other jobs where, you know, there was some leniency of, you know, oh, you know, I can mess, just, just have some fun, mess around, you know, not take things too seriously. But here, um, you know, it's, uh, I can't do that. So I'll, I'll explain what my job is. So what I got hired as is a management trainee for a company called Cintas Corporation. They're a Fortune 500 company. Um, and, you know, they, they provide business facility services, um, you know, like uniform and rental, uh, fire protection, first aid and safety. So anything uh, a business owner from anywhere from mom and pop shop to a big corporation like Target or you know Best Buy, Foot Locker, um, you know we provide services for them to make sure they're compliant, to make sure um, they're compliant with like whatever regulations and laws and OSHA, you know all that stuff, all all the stuff that uh, businesses need in order to even um, you know operate. Um, so I got hired as a management trainee and I'm, uh, I'm going to spend the next two years down here learning the company from, you know, the inside out, starting from the bottom to the top. Um, and then, um, so that's what I'm saying is like, I can't really uh, mess around anymore. I have to take things seriously. I have to step it up another, another gear. And, you know, there's, cause there's, there's a lot more competition. This company takes the best of the best. And if I want to keep moving up, you know, I got to be that, that top 1% of the 1%. Um, but you know, other than that, you know, it's, it's post postgraduate life, you know, it's, it's nice too. you know, I, I don't have school, you know, I have, I have a little more free time for my hobbies, uh, to just do what I want, um, you know, spend more time with my girlfriend out here and just, you know, go out and explore, you know, the Bay, it is the Bay. So there is a lot to do, even with the COVID, uh, the COVID mandate thing going on. Um, you know, there's still a lot more to do out here. Um, it is, it is pricey, but you know, you can definitely get by if you're, uh, if you're, if you're smart with your money. But you know, it's, it's been fun so far. I've been loving it. Great experience. Um, and like how you said, you moved out to San Diego. Um, you're not going to really know what's out there for you unless you, you, you know, you give it a shot. And, you know, I, I, I'm out here. I'm trying it out and giving it a shot. And, you know, at the end of the day, no one can take that away from me. No one can say that. I didn't do it because, you know, I'm out here and I did do it and I am doing it. So other than that, yeah, man, it's been awesome. I've been loving it so far. What motivates you, bro? Because this is something that 
as guys, we don't really talk about our emotions and we don't get into, you know, what makes us tick very much and stuff. But like, I don't know if you're a big TikTok guy, um, but a lot of stuff on TikTok is like when guys go to the gym and you're a big going to the gym guy. I mean, anyone that knows you knows you like to stay in shape. You like to feel good about yourself and, and stuff like that. And dude, you work fucking hard, man. Like, I'm not just saying that because we're on the phone. Like you will go to the gym for two hours and you'll go work your eight, nine, 10 hour job or whatever. And then once you're done with that, like you have studies, like you are constantly working. Like this is a conversation we've never even really had personally that I think we should have here on the pod for a few minutes. What the fuck motivates you, dude? Like, is there like some, <laughs> like, is there like some deep anger? Is there like some deep like hurt or angst? I mean, what the fuck gets you out of bed and drives you this hard? Are you trying to prove something to someone? Like, because like I said, dude, you, you're someone that like, I'm not willing to do all that. I'm willing to do my job as Sprouts eight, nine hours. I'm willing to do my podcast a couple times a week or whatever it is. I'm willing to do chores around the house. I'm willing to, you know what I mean? Do what I got to do to get by. But like going to the gym every day, like my more preference is shooting hoops and stuff, but that's not working out. Like you are willing to do all this shit on top of having time for a girlfriend and all that. Like what the fuck motivates you, man? Like what, what is pushing you to do all this stuff? Um, so the motivation part, um, you know, I feel like it changes for me. Um, definitely having your set goals of what you want in life is really what is should be standardized. It's it's gonna it's gonna be what helps build a foundation for you know for anything that you really want to accomplish. But for me, throughout just like you know the last two three years, it's it's always been something different. Whether it's been you know like a heartbreak. Um, you know, some falling out, um, you know, just like how you're saying, like, it's just, it's just, I guess it just depends, um, what, what it is. Um, but I would say in the last year, what has motivated me is just the fact to really just be better than who I thought I was. You know, a lot of people fight their insecurities, you know, their demons, um, there's a lot of doubt, you know, everyone has their own thing that they're, they're struggling with. And so, uh, my motivation is that, you know, I'm not going to let those insecurities take over my life anymore. Um, you know, you, you get that little voice in your head that says you're not good enough. Well, like, like, I don't want to hear that anymore. Uh, cause I know I'm good enough. I know I can do it. And so, yeah, my motivation is just to, you know, be better than what I was the day before. And, and it's, you know, it's easier said than done for sure. There's a lot of days where, you know, I struggle with myself still. And no matter how much I tell myself I can do it, I just I don't want to do it. Um, but it's really just having that resilience of, you know, getting back up after, you know, getting knocked down and just, you know, like instead of accepting it, just get back up and just keep moving forward. It's, it's really the only way how you're going to get better. And, you know, how we were talking about before this, um, before we started the podcast, I, you know, I've been sick for the last two weeks and, you know, I was telling you how, yeah, the sickness, like knocked me out for two weeks, you know, it made me, it made me really sick. I lost 13 pounds and, you know, like I was struggling, but, you know, what I got out of it was that, you know, I need to take better care of my health. I need to, you know, I need to focus on what's going to make me better overall and not let something like this, like affect me again, um, and so it's just those little, it's just those battles that you have to like overcome. It's just, it's really just fighting yourself. And that's what, that's, that's my motivation. It's just don't let those insecurities get the best of you. Just keep moving forward. You know, I just, especially at the gym, you know, I just think to myself is, 
you know, a year, uh, the year from the quote is a year youth. I can't, my bad. I can't, I can't think of it. It goes the you a year from now will thank you for starting today. So me doing the work right now, it's going to pay off in the long run. It's just, it's just how they say like play or work hard right now. So you can, you know, have fun later. Um, this is this just the same concept. Just start now, and then you know I'll I'll reap the benefits later on in life. So, so you talk about that, what motivates you and stuff like that, and I know this personally about you. You're a very spiritual guy. You're very like there's there was times we'd go to Chico, and this is during the phase we both loved marijuana. We'd smoke a lot of weed, and we would just chill and there's the waterfall and shit which sounds odd but like it's it's zen stuff like that that really can make a difference and help people out with moving on from certain stuff and you're a very spiritual guy I, i've met your family um there is like a language barrier but i don't really know if they're super spiritual and all that where do you get that from man like where does that practice come from for you to you know meditate and and, and the zen thing and going out in the park and and being out in nature where does that come from for you what's that motivation for you what does that do for you um, so really, I, I, I've always been, uh, I guess, religious from my upbringing. I, I grew up Catholic. You know, I did the whole, the whole uh, baptism, confirmation, you know, all the, the seven sacrament stuff. Um, so, you know, so I've always believed in a higher presence, but I just never knew if it was God. Um, and then so sometime last year, you know, I went through, uh, I went through a breakup. And so that was a, it was kind of a turning point for me where I had to really uh, reevaluate my life and really figure out, um, you know, what, what the best, um, what the best decision was for me to be able to move forward. And, uh, you know, I had, I had a, I had some neighbors that lived across from me and they were, they were a little bit, they were a little into the spirituality. They would, uh, they weren't too much into it, but, you know, uh, they kind of introduced it to me. And so I kind of went out of my way and started doing my own research and just really, um, you know, really just seeing what it was about, you know, this learning about chakras and, you know, self-enlightenment and just developing yourself to just being a higher being, being the highest presence that you can be. Um, so that's really what kind of intrigued me. And so, you know, I, I really... I started doing just more spiritual practices, like, you know, just, it's just basic stuff too, just like going out into nature, really soaking in just all the energy around you, laying out in the sun, you know, just um, eliminating all the thoughts from your head, just, you know, um, just like the meditation is all about nothingness in your head. Just, and, it's, and it's not like just, you don't think about anything. It's just, it's more of like a calming presence that you're just, creating for yourself and it really allows you to kind of just see from a different perspective see because the way i see it is like when you're meditating you you don't want to be you're not the thinker you're not you're not you're not your thoughts you're not what your thoughts are telling you which is oh you're you know you're you're too fat you're not you're not smart enough you're not good enough you're not whatever whatever you don't you're not your thoughts so this meditation is supposed to help you you know, be more of like the viewer. You see, you see, think about your thoughts as like clouds. You see the clouds just moving forward. You can acknowledge them or not. Don't associate yourself with them, but just let them come and go. You're, you're more of a, 
you're more of a watcher. You're seeing what's going on. You're just seeing these thoughts go, come and go. Don't attach yourself to it. Um, that's something that's really helped me. Is just that's what that meditation is like with my insecurities is realizing that subconsciously my brain's trying to do something to put me down. Um, you know, your ego as well is trying to like, it's trying to put you in a position where you think you're better than what you really are. But once you, once you become more self-aware of it and you can see it, um, you know, you, you have more self-control. You can see, you can see life a little differently for sure. Um, but yeah, the, the whole spiritual thing, it's, you know, it's, it's been something that's definitely helped me kind of just see myself for who I am. And, um, yeah. So we talk about the spiritual thing. We talk about psychedelics and it's something that I feel like it's not as taboo as it was even five years ago at this point, but you're someone that's done some of them. I've never done any of them. I would be down, I think, at a certain point. I mean, a lot of the thing with it is, you know, uh, right place, right people, you know, right setting, you got right state of mind, especially. Is that something that you think helped open up the spiritual portal for you is is the psychedelics? And, and how did you get into them? Why did you get into them? A lot of people do it to free themselves, like you said, from their ego or free themselves from some trauma. It could also do the adverse thing, though. So what got you into them and how do you think they help you? And I mean, you don't have to answer it if it's too incriminating, but do you still do them at all? I mean, uh, how, how'd you get into them, man? What do they do for you? Uh, so with psychedelics, you know, I honestly never, I've never done them um, before until this year. Um, And it's, and it, it was part of my spiritual journey. I knew, I knew there was a lot of medicinal purposes for psychedelics. Very, uh, there's a lot of, I don't want to say research, but a lot of just um, feedback from other from others um, that is very therapeutic and very helpful, um, and it's helped a lot of people with any sort of mental illnesses or trauma that they've had. And so, um, actually, no, the first time I took it was last year in August. I remember now. I went to Fort Bragg, um, and this was I was by myself when I went and I took uh, these uh, shrooms. And, um, it was weird cause like, I remember I got off work and I had, uh, two or three days off from work. And this is when I was, uh, you know, still struggling with myself with a recent breakup. And, um, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be at home. I wanted to get out and I had some shrooms with me. And so this was something that I was really fighting myself with, whether I wanted to just impulse vacation, just get out. You know, I decided to go with it. And then God, I did. It was one of the best decisions I've ever did. But, um, you know, I left at 7 p.m. I got to Fort Bragg's around 1 in the morning. I camped in, just in my truck, fell asleep. Um, woke up the next day, went to the beach, took them. And um, it was very weird because I'd never done it before. I, I didn't have anyone with me. Um, and so I didn't, I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, and then, um, you know, a couple, I think it was maybe 30, 40 minutes in. I was on the beach. It was pretty early, 6. 30 6 40 in the morning um and you know i just started breaking down i started crying um everything around me was like warping around it was a little terrifying i remember going to my truck and just like being in there uh i was just freaking out i reached out to my cousin she um you know she she was able to calm me down um and then so you know i sat in my truck for a little bit you know, and then I just started kind of 
talking to myself. I actually have a voice recording of myself talking, um, how I was feeling at the time. And I haven't listened to it in a while, but I might after this conversation. But um, I remember going out, uh, just saying at this point, like, I'm already here. You know, I'm already on the psychedelics. You know, I might as well make the best of it. Uh, I remember walking out to the beach. I sat on this bench. There was this gentleman. His name's Casper. Um, you know, he he was just walking around picking up trash with his, with his dog, and he noticed me. And I, I don't know what it was about that scenario, but he he sat down and started talking to me. And you know, we started talking about life. I talked to him about you know how I was feeling, some issues, and um, you know, it was it was it was such a weird situation because none of this would have happened if I didn't make the decision to go out there. But, you know, Casper left such a, such a big, big impact on me um, where he said that, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to go on moving on with your life, you know, with regrets. Um, this is basically what it came down to. And I don't even know how long uh, the conversation went on for, but, you know, prior to this, it was a little gloomy and, uh, the beach, you know, it wasn't the most beautiful view, but I swear when our conversation came to an end and I looked up out into the beach, you know, you know, also still being on drugs, but, you know, it was the most beautiful and scenic view I've ever seen in my life. And, like the clouds, like, you know, were like moving away and the sun was out and like it was just, it was just the, the birds flying around and just the sound of the ocean. It was just, it was just from like, like everything was so cloudy. And then after that conversation with him, like, you know, the beach was just the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. It was a very, um, I actually wrote a letter to him that, you know, I never gave, never gave to him. I never got his information. He almost seems like I, when I tell people the story, they just tell me like, what if he wasn't even real? What if you just started talking to some, just to yourself? I was going to say, I mean, yeah, I don't want to interrupt you, but I feel like his name being Casper, you're on the beach, no one came with you, like, maybe that was like some self-reflection shit, you know what I mean? Like, maybe maybe he wasn't, I mean, I don't know, I'm not saying he isn't, I wasn't there, of course, but maybe he was, man, maybe maybe that was, the real deal was that he wasn't there, he wasn't like a real person, he just, it was something that needed to happen with you, though. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was very... It was, it, was a, it was a very important part of my life for sure. And I still remember it to this day. And, you know, again, it's just, that was my first psychedelic trip, you know, and I spent the rest of the day in Fort Bragg. You know, I, I met another individual. Her name was Irene. She let me sit next to her uh, at this uh, lunch cafe. She was an older lady as well. And again, I had another beautiful conversation with her uh, about life as well. And so um, it was just that whole trip was just something that's always going to stick with me and, um, you know, at that point, psychedelics kind of like stuck out to me and I was just like, wow, like this stuff really, really did help me. It was just like, like there's, there is a bad stigma to it. You know, a lot of people can have bad trips and, you know, I can definitely see it how, how my trip started out. I wasn't, you know, emotionally stable enough for that. Um, so I can definitely see how people get bad trips from it, but you know, how you're saying you would like to try it definitely in the right setting have have a strong enough mind for it and you know and if you can have someone that's um you know that, that can be there for emotional support and i think it can very it can be something that can be very therapeutic very eye-opening and you know and just fun as well it was it was beautiful looking at like all the all the seashells and stuff like that and 
you know, the glass beach, Fort Bragg is known as glass beach. You've seen all those little glass rocks and stuff. It was, it was very beautiful. Very fun time out there. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. I mean, it sounds like for you, it's a, it's a freeing thing and it's something that I feel like psychedelics gets this rap where, you know, you do it once and you, you get hooked and maybe some people do, you know, those there's people that have microdose shrooms and stuff like that, but it's also experiences for you. It sounds like you don't have to do it anymore. You did it a few times. You got out of it what you needed to the therapy and stuff, but it's over with now. It's not something that you feel like you have to constantly run to, or, you know, some people do it for fun, but it, it takes a lot. I feel like to be in the right state of mind, like you said, to be able to do it and stuff like that. And I, to wrap this up, do you feel like that's part of your, I'd say success? I mean, fuck man, you have a salary job in Silicon Valley at what, 23 years old. I mean, come on, man. Like we're still kind of puppies out here. Like, like I said earlier, like we're young men, like we just left the teenage phase. Like, do you feel like the psychedelics kind of helped you with your motivation and helped you overall to really focus in more on your goals? Yeah, I would say it definitely um, gave me an eye opener, a whole different perspective on life. It definitely killed my ego a little bit of who I thought I was versus who um, I want to be and who I current and who I was at the time. Um, but yeah, that was uh, how I was saying that was my motivation is, you know, be better than, than what you are the day before. That's, that's really all you can do. Just reflect on yourself, you know, don't beat yourself up too hard. Um, but, you know, just think about how you can, you know, be a better person, how you can, you know, do things to just put you in a better position than what you were yesterday. But yeah, you know, it's, it's, definitely led me to where I am. Um, you know, I'm very fortunate, very blessed to be in, uh, here with this opportunity that I do have because, uh, you know, I know all the decisions that I make from here on now is what's going to, you know, it's, what, it's what's going to put me where I am going to be in the next three, five years. Um, you know, how, you know, how, um, you know, I want to eventually run my own location in the next five years. So, you know, if, if, if that's something I got to do, then, you know, I got to figure out how to do it, but, you know, I'm very excited to be out here and, you know, everyone has their own pace in life. Um, everyone has different purposes. Um, so, you know, it's, if you haven't figured it out by now, it, you know, it's okay. You know, you just, there's really no time limit. You know, you, everyone figures it out at their own pace. At this point, a lot of people are winging it too, you know, even though I have a sense of what I want to do and, I have my goals and I have my motivate my motivators. Sometimes I just wing it. You gotta just you just gotta go with the flow. Sometimes that's all you really can do. Yeah, for sure. And we're we're here at present day, man. And you brought it up a little bit at the end of uh, what you just said. But life in Fremont, life in Silicon Valley. How's it going? Is that somewhere you always wanted to be? Is that somewhere that you kind of just came up with it after a little while being in college? I mean, how's it going? And how do you think you got there, man? Because I never heard anything about fucking Bay Area or Silicon Valley until basically you graduated. And then it was like, oh, I'm gonna go do this. It was always Oregon from what we'd talk about. But how'd that come about? And how are you enjoying it? Uh, so the reason that happened is, you know, after I left um, the company with Holiday Market, um, you know, I, I worked at Target for a little bit. And I just realized that, you know, this is, I need to find something, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to work somewhere where I'm just working for, you know, not minimum wage, but like, you know, not, I, I knew my worth. So I needed to find something that was going to allow me to just grow and show, show what I have, show my skills, my experience, and just be able to put it into action. 
so, uh, you know, I found this job opportunity through the career fair. You know, I heard about them last year uh, through a class presentation, never really thought much of it, never really thought I would be working for them. Um, but, you know, I went through the interview process. I had a couple other job opportunities and, um, you know, it was a very quick process. I think within the month, uh, it was a, probably a month and a half. And then I finally got the job. How I said it was pretty competitive. So there, I went through five different interviews until um, I finally got it. And it was all within like a month, month and a half. Um, and then so I only had a little bit of time frame to really, you know, I was just going through it, just thinking like, oh, you know, like this is, uh, you know, I might, I don't know if this is going to happen. You know, the Bay, you know, I never thought about living in the Bay. And so I was just kind of going with the flow, how I was staying. And then once the offer was actually on the table, I was like, oh, shit. Like, am I really going to do this? And I only had a few few days to decide. I think they gave me like four days. And so I just said, you know, like, at this point, like, if I don't take this offer, then, uh, you know, I'm going to have to look for something else. And... You know, and then the what if, what if I didn't take this job? What, what could have, what could have happened? Um, so, you know, I went ahead and just stuck with it. You know, all the people that I met on the way up, on the way here for this job were amazing. I really love it. Uh, they're not called employees in my company. We call each other partners because we're all equal. Doesn't matter what position you're in. You can be a general manager, but, you know, the, the customer service reps, you, you know, that's your partner. We're equal. So I, at that point, you know, I realized that this is the company I want to work for, someone that, you know, not, that, that, that not only sees me as an equal, but is willing to, you know, uh, put in the time to help with my growth and really put me in a position where I can, again, use my experience and the skills that I have. And so, um, you know, I'm loving it down here so far. It's uh, been, been a interesting experience. You know, I grew up in Reading, so uh, it's, it's definitely different. Down Just here, a little. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's 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 something else. But you know, I've been having a blast so far, and you know, I'm very fortunate that um, my girlfriend, her name is Kaden. You know, she's been very supportive, and you know, she's she's really, she's really, she's really been here for me and has helped me just push forward and you know, be the best that I can be. So. Um, not only am I blessed for this opportunity, I'm very blessed to have someone that I really care about and, you know, we share mutual feelings. And so it's always nice to have someone that I can lean on if, you know, if anything does go wrong. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, I got to wrap this up. I got maybe about 45 minutes left in my studio session that I uh, have paid for today. But thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate it. It was good catching up. I feel like we talked about a lot of shit that even me and you in private have really never talked about before and i appreciate it man i'm gonna come down one of these times soon we gotta get on the same so real quick are you not to put all your shit out there are you Monday through friday and have the weekends off like how does your schedule go is it all over the place like how does it go um so you know uh yeah monday through friday that's really what i work uh seven seven to four is typically my my time but you know being on salary it, it just depends you know if i really want to um, you know, get ahead and just put on, put on some uh, extra work. You know, I just prove myself, show my commitment, and, you know, I'll stay a little later. I'll, I'll work a little longer. But typically, yeah, the weekends, I, I normally have the weekends off. Okay, gotcha. Uh, but, yeah, it's, uh, yeah it's, I guess it's like that, that real nine-to-five job everyone talks about. But you know what? It's, uh, it's, been, it's been fun so far, though, so I can't really complain. 
Yeah, and dude, I mean, fuck them, man. If they criticize, like, here's the thing, man. We're the next generation, and I mean, everyone's got a. I've had a nine to five job. I mean, nothing like I was doing in an office. I was cleaning out fucking cars at Kia. You know, those were, those were not very good days. But everyone's done that kind of thing before. I mean, everyone's got to figure out their shit. And you know, you being 23, I'm 22. I'll be 23 at the end of the year. I mean, you'll be 24 next month. But it's just like, hey, man, we're just trying to figure our shit out. You know, I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of. And it sounds like you've uh, moved on from a lot of stuff, and and that's good, man. I'm I'm glad to hear. It. And thank you for coming on here again man we've been going for like an hour already so which is crazy you know that's just how it goes but like i said you know you're one of the you're probably the bestest friend i have i didn't meet in high school or earlier than that and it feels like no time has passed whenever we hit each other up so i just want to say thank you for coming on man i appreciate it i love you to death and you know well i'll, I'll see you soon in fremont I'm, I'm coming down there soon for sure we'll figure it out yeah no of course man yeah thank you uh, for having me on here i really appreciate it um, thank you to all the listeners and people that stuck all the way through, you know, it's, uh, I might, you guys might not know who I am, but, you know, I appreciate the ones that were, that were willing to hear my story and, you know, hear that anything you do set your mind to, you know, it's possible and you just got to put the work in, but yeah, thank you, Blake. I appreciate you, man. I uh, can't wait to see you down here. We'll have a little fun for sure. I'll get to show you the town a little bit. And so, yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a fun time for sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. All right, man. I got to call my dad, finish up this podcast. I'll holler at you later. Thank you again, bro. I appreciate it. I'll holler at you soon. All right. Thank you. Love you, man. All right. Later. Love you, man. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was one of my best friends, Felipe Reyes. Good friend. Good guy. To wrap this up, I'm going to call my dad. Originally, I was going to have Felipe come on last, and there was going to be some other guests and stuff like that, but... I'm going to call my dad. We're going to talk about some Chargers, some Padres. He's literally moved across the country and then came back sort of not really to the West Coast. He's in Colorado now with my brother and stuff. So we are going to call him, see how things are going for him this summer. And after that, we will wrap up the 100th edition of this podcast. All right, guys, and we are back. So last caller of the day makes total sense. I haven't had this guy on in almost two years. Uh, He is my dad, my father. Mr. Jerry Lawhorn is here. He is the person that got me into sports. He's the only person I could talk sports with because he's the only one in my family that gives a single fuck about any of those kind of things. And we're big conspiracy theory guys, and I just figured it'd be really fitting to have him on episode 100, and it'd be best if I had him on last since he is my dad and we are family. So, Dad, how are you doing? The audience is listening. Tell them about what's been going on. Um, I'm doing fabulous. Um, you know, I'm my ideal weight if I was 12 feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start off with your I'm summer, doing, man. Oh, go ahead. I, I'm doing fine. I mean, my summer's been good. Um, I started my summer off uh, making a trip back to San Diego for three weeks. That was fun-filled and work-filled and then I went back out to Ohio, and it was very hot and very humid. But before Ohio, I took a week's vacation in Dallas, Texas. That was hot and humid, but very love-filled and good vibrations. Had a great time. I was going to ask, man, your Texas trip, uh, how was it? You said hi to Matt and Kelsey. Shout out to them. I don't know if they listened to any of these, but uh, I haven't seen them myself in three or four years at this point. But you went out and saw them, and and how'd that go for you? It was your first time in Texas, right? Uh, as far as, like, visiting, yeah, it was, and it was great. The barbecue out there is really good. Oh, my God. I really like that. Um, uh, all of their family that came to visit them while they were in San Diego, I got to see everybody. It was just 
it was just nothing but love. I, I had such a great time. You moved to Ohio to be with your sister and brother-in-law. Things didn't work out, but is there any lesson to learn from Ohio? Is there anything that you would want to redo over, or you just got to be the fuck out of there? Well, I, you know, I, I just, I just realized that I'm pretty much a city boy, and Ohio's kind of slow for me, and uh, I just, you know, just wanted to give it a shot someplace else. So I came out here to Colorado and, um, you know, I'm, I'm checking things out here, getting, getting acclimated to the elevation is my first step. Yeah. So you grew up in Hawaii for a little while and been in San Diego most of your life. I know you lived up here in Reading for 10 years and stuff like that, but you've been in some pretty good ass weather, man. I mean, are you ready for the Colorado winter? That's going to be pretty rough. Um, I think I can handle it. I mean, you know, you can always put on more clothes and more jackets to keep warm. <laughs> Compared to running I mean, where it's 110 and you fucking even wearing nothing at all, you still sweat and you're still fucking hot. Well, yeah, but you know, there's central heating and air conditioning here. Yeah. Well, I mean, not all of us have that. <laughs> I thought every household <laughs> in America has that. No, every house in America. You would think, man, being a fucking first class nation like we are, we'd fucking, you know, every house would be equipped with that. But no, it's not the case. It's not the case at all. So huh. your summer's been interesting. You've been all over the place. Is this the most uh, busiest travel wise summer you've had? I feel like you've been in four different states, man. Like you've done a lot in the last two months. Is this the busiest summer you've had, you think? Um. Yeah, I'm going to have to say it is, but it, it's been fun-filled. I mean, you know, if I was to name off all the towns that the airport, airport or airplanes have dropped me off in, I've, I've been in a lot of states. I mean, but, uh, you know, Texas, you know, uh, Ohio, uh, down in Kentucky for a day or two just doing errands. Um, I've been to Indiana. Uh, all, all the states are very close together out there in the Midwest. It's not like California. I was a little taken back by that. I mean, you can literally travel the whole day north and south and stay in the same state of California. But if you travel 10 hours in the Midwest, you're going to travel through four or five states. What was your most favorite and also your least favorite place that you've stayed at this year? Um... As far as just trips, even if it was just for a day or two or running errands, what was the least favorite and one that you're like, yes? Uh, I'm going to say my favorite, because I'm biased, I, I loved going back to San Diego for three weeks. It was just, it was so good. Uh, and then in the <laughs> second place to that would be Texas. Okay. Okay. Um, I like Ohio. I, I, I love being around my sister. Um, there's not a lot to do in Ohio, but um, but still, it's it's they're very friendly. It's a very clean state. Uh, everybody has green grass. There's no crappy looking front yards. I mean, it, it was it was pretty true blue. Everybody really you know, took care of things over there. So, okay. and I don't really have a least spot um, because I try to 
surround myself with nothing but positive vibrations. And, <laughs> and I've gotten positive vibrations wherever I've went. Maybe that's my personality. I don't know. Well, I mean, you say mom's a social butterfly. I feel like you're even more of a social butterfly, to be honest. I mean, you, you're cool as a cucumber, man. You could fit in anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, you can go anywhere. You could fit in in Kentucky. You could fit in in San Diego. You could probably fucking fit in in Tokyo. I mean, yeah, you'd stand out because of the way you look, but I feel like you could fit in anywhere, dude. It's just one of those things, man. It's just, I, I hope to get a little bit of, of that from you one day. Uh, I, I think I'm working on it a little bit, but enough with your summer vacay, man. Let's get into your Padres. Uh, San Diego Padres are 12 games back of the uh, Pacific Division. Is that correct? Uh, West, West Division in the National League. Okay, of, of the West Division in the National League. So Yeah, third place. They're slipping bad. I mean, they, they just, you know, on Monday they signed a new a new starting pitcher, uh, Jake Ariola. I mean, Jake Arietta. And, oh um, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> and, um, and he just bombed today. I mean, he only lasted like three and one-third innings and, now I think his record is five and twelve. I don't know why they got a guy like that, but they let Max Scherzer just slip through their fingers to the L.A. Dodgers. Are you afraid of the Dodgers and Giants? Do Giants still have the best record well, in baseball? Yeah, I believe so. They're killing it. Okay, they're, they're killing it with the same lineup they had for the past three years or so. All these old timers, but they just have really good starting pitching. I mean, excellent starting pitching, better than the Dodgers, and everybody knows. They're pretty good. Right. Yeah. So you've gone to a couple of Padre games and stuff like that. What is it like seeing Tatis in person? Tatis is one of the most electrifying players in the league. Some would say he might be like the new face of the league. And he's one of these guys that we talked three, four, five years ago when we'd go to Petco Park for games and stuff like that. And I'm a Giants fan, but you know, Petco Park has a special place in my heart in the middle of downtown. You worked at the building right next to it called the Mark, and we'd always park in the garage because you had no one has hookups in my life like my dad does for the people that are listening. My dad and his hookups are fucking crazy. This guy has a guy for everyone. He has a guy for beer. He has a guy for Jordans. He has a guy to get him a parking spot next to a baseball stadium. Like he has a guy that works for the chargers. He'd have a guy that he just, he has a Jersey guy that gets him from Mexico. So he pay 30 bucks for a $150 Jersey, which it's just, it's wild, man. You had a guy for every fucking buddy, but, um, what was it like seeing Tatis in person? And is he the MVP to you? I, I have no idea what's going on in baseball, so I'm just kind of shooting the I, shit. But I don't think he's going to be the MVP. I mean, he leads the National League with home runs with 33, I believe. But he's missed so many games being hurt. And he's still – I can't imagine what kind of totals he'd have if he was healthy the whole season. But – um, uh. He, he seems to do everything right. I mean, you know, the Padres signed him when he was 16 years old. So they brought him up through the system. And um, I seen him in Cincinnati when they played the Reds. And he takes the time to, to go out to the stands and sign autographs, even in visiting ballparks. It's, it's just really, really nice to see that. Yeah, for sure. So how far do the Padres go this year? Well, I hope they make the playoffs with the second wild card because it looks like the Dodgers are going to get the first wild card unless the Giants have a complete collapse. Um, you know, so we're going to have to just keep playing hard. I mean, we have the third best record, I believe, in the National League, but 
when you're when all the teams are in the West, it really doesn't matter. It still means you're in third place. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, of course. So I want to throw it back, man. A couple of years ago, you were on the podcast, only podcast we've done so far until this point. Obviously, you know we talk all the time and stuff. But you were saying on that podcast that you have no idea how LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to work together, and you think Kawhi and Paul George are the ultimate duo. You know where I'm going with this. The Lakers end up winning the 2020 NBA Finals. Now we have Russell Westbrook on our team. You didn't watch much NBA this past year because you've had a hell of a summer, and you've just been moving around and working and stuff like that, and just COVID kind of changed a lot of things for a lot of people. I feel like sports is one of those things that people aren't as big into entertainment as they once were because they feel like they don't need it because they went so long without it. Why go back to it if you don't need it anymore? maybe you're one of those people maybe not but I definitely feel that way about certain things but the Lakers have won a title and the Clippers haven't but you guys re-signed Kawhi Leonard he has a partially torn ACL going into next season what do you expect for your Clippers man what's up with them well um are you talking about the Lakers winning the championship in the bubble that's not really a championship first of all that's the hardest championship oh okay well I digress um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, I I think the Clippers are going to keep playing hard. I don't I don't think it's going to be a good mesh of teammates with uh, with Russell Westbrook on the Lakers. He's a ball hog. You said the same thing about LeBron and AD. You said they're basically the same player. How is it going to work? I have no idea how it's going to happen. And then we won a title that season. I feel like there's just more uh, of the same shit. Well. Be that as it may. <laughs> you love that. Well, I'm just saying. Um, I, I always will root for the Padres, Chargers, and Clippers. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe in my lifetime they'll win a championship. I don't know. But I'm not going to give up on them. Okay. You're not going to go back to the Celtics? <sighs> no. Okay. All right. I just remember you were a Celtic really? fan, and maybe you were because you wanted Kobe and the Lakers to lose. But 2010 is when I first got into basketball. That's when the Lakers won the title. Kobe was finals MVP. I, I was a Laker homer after that, and obviously a big Kobe fan. And rest in peace to him, of course. But I feel like uh, I remember you being a Celtic fan. I don't know if I was just being a contrarian. I have no idea. But then all of a sudden, one day I woke up, and since Chris Paul and Blake Griffin were doing Lob City, you were a Clipper fan. And I know they used to be in San Diego, and they moved to LA in the 80s, and they played at the sports complex there in San Diego, but I don't know, man. I, I just find it odd. I mean, why were you a Celtic fan? Was it Larry Bird? I mean, what was up with that? Well, I like Larry Bird. I mean, what's not to like about Larry Bird? I mean, he was, you know, he was awesome. He was one of the best trash talkers in the league. He could tell you what he was going to do to you before he did it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, so... I don't know. I just, uh, just like coming back to my home roots as far as teams. And, you know, when Chris Paul and Blake Griffin were on the Chargers, I mean, I mean, the Clippers, um, you know, it's like, what? That's exciting. I mean, the style of ball they're playing. I mean, I know they didn't go far, but, um, you know, they really, neither one of them have won a championship after leaving the Clippers. So, I just want to see entertaining sports. Okay. 
All right, fair enough. So I'm going to bring up something that I don't even know if you know it happened, but on the last podcast we did as well, you said, and, and you've said this for a long time, and I've never really gotten into into Prince very much, the artist. Uh, I'm more of a Mike guy. I think Michael just had a better voice. I know he didn't play 14 instruments at once like Prince did. I know he didn't write, compose, perform, and all that. Like You, you name off, you rattle off the whole shit with Prince. I respect Prince. I just never got into his music much past Purple Rain and a couple other of the big hits. There was a posthumous album that came out of Prince's from his estate a few weeks ago. Did you get a chance to listen to it? Uh, no, I have not. Would you listen to a, a posthumous, a posthumous, however you pronounce it, I think it's posthumous. Would you listen to a posthumous album of someone like Prince, someone that you love, someone that, as you said, you were emotional when he passed away. I mean, would you listen to something like that? Or because he didn't approve of himself, you feel like it'll be watered down? Well, I, I think anything after somebody's passed away is a little watered down and money comes into play and all that with just releasing something to make a few bucks. But I, I think you, I think you put his best foot forward when he was alive and put out his best stuff when he was with us. So I would listen to it, but you know, what am I going to do? Go to Vegas, be a hologram concert of them. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> Hey, <clears throat> Those Tupac concerts did make a lot of money, though. Those Tupac concerts were, you know, about nine, ten years ago when they were throwing those. Those were making some good money. I wouldn't go see it either. I mean, it's just, it's not the real thing. It never, I, even yeah. like a tribute band, it's like, I'm not going to go see a tribute band. It's just, I respect it, but I'm not going to go see it. Right. No, I hear you. I've seen some really good tribute bands, though, but, um, um, you know, it is what it is. I mean, um, I don't think they'll let me buy tickets to a concert anymore. I think I'm uh, too old, but anyhow, it <laughs> means the age limit on that nowadays. Is there? I don't know. There's definitely a vaccine limit, that's for sure, which I, I don't have enough time to get into it today, and we talk about it all the time, about our, our thoughts on that. But I want to ask you more some, uh, about some more music stuff. So also, I'm just going from the last pod stuff we talked about. We dived into Post Malone. And it wasn't a Post Malone versus Drake debate because there's really no debate there to be had. They're both pretty, um, they both do the singy songy thing. They rap sometimes. But Post is one of these guys that's new that you'd hear on the radio all the time in San Diego or he'd be on your Pandora. And, and as you said, he, that's good stuff. Like you always say, I like his stuff. Like that's how you describe these guys. Are there any new guys that you've heard in the last couple of years that you like their stuff? Is there guys that you keep in rotation on your YouTube or your Pandora? Um, and by the way, guys, my dad is 57. So that's why he uses Pandora. But, um, it's, <laughs> I, I use YouTube just for the record. Oh, okay. All right. YouTube. All right. That's fair. It's more modern. So I'm glad you do that. But is there any, uh, any new artists, anyone new that's caught your ear recently? No. I mean, I, I go as far back as the 80s, and I probably go as far current as five years ago. I really, I don't really listen to anybody current, current, but, um, you know, I, I don't know. I guess I just really haven't... Uh, been in the mood for music, I guess. I don't know. I, I'm more into, more into stats on sports nowadays than music. I don't know why I go through periods of going back and forth. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you are getting a little older. Maybe you're getting to your crossword puzzle phase. 
<laughs> That's so funny. You make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do crossword puzzles. I would do a word search. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Crossword puzzles keep your brain fresh. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, it does keep you a little bit alert. You know, it keeps you doing something to do and, you know, to sit in front of the TV or anything like that. But, yeah, for sure. I have a few minutes left here. I didn't know that you didn't know the fucking coach's head name, uh, the head coach's name for the San Diego Chargers or, sorry, the well, Los I, Angeles I Chargers. Heard that, I, I heard that he kind of does the same style of coaching as the head coach for the Rams. Um, I haven't really researched him. I mean, uh, I don't know where Anthony Anthony Lynn went. Um, not to put color on anything, but I guess this guy's a white boy. Yes, he is. Brandon Staley. Um, and then as far as Anthony Lynn, the Lions hired him to be their offensive coordinator. Oh, wow. Which makes sense. Huh. I mean, that does make a lot. I mean, Justin Herbert, I mean, you guys didn't do a ton of winning last year, but between Herbert and Allen and uh, Mike Williams, you know, Hunter Henry, I know he went to New England, but you guys didn't even have Eckler for fucking 13, 14 weeks, and that was still a pretty good offense. I mean, obviously Herbert's rookie of the year, but you guys will, shit, excuse me, you guys will have Austin Eckler back. You guys lost Henry, but you still have Keenan Allen. What do you think is going to happen with your Chargers this year? Uh, They're going to win the West. Over the Chiefs? You always have to believe. Okay. All right. I, I don't know about all that, but it's also the first 17-game uh, schedule in NFL history. What do you What do you make of the 17 weeks, man? I fucking hate it. Um, well, they're giving them two breaks within the 17 weeks, right? Yeah, so they're knocking out the fourth week of preseason. There's only three weeks now, except for the teams that play the Hall of Fame game, which this year would be the Cowboys and Steelers. They have to play four preseason games. But um, there's only three preseason right. weeks, and then, yeah, I think there's two bye weeks. Yeah, or something like that. Something like that, I, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a very violent game, but um, it's, it's big business. I mean, let's face it. I mean, it doesn't matter if they – played 21 games or something. I mean, every single game is going to be exciting. I mean, you know, uh, I, I think the Chargers are going to do great. You think they're going to win the I West? Don't the, I don't know who their offensive coordinator is, but, um, you know, maybe we might have our free safety back or something. I don't know. Oh, Derwin James. Yeah, he's back as well. Eckler and Derwin James are coming back. So you guys, yeah, with Herbert, I mean, you guys could have a pretty good year, man. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I don't know exactly when the season starts, but... Um, September 12th. You know, I, w- I would like to catch a game this this season. That would be nice. Yeah, September 12th, uh, the season kicks off. Well, I know me and you have discussed it before and stuff like that. I want to let you know, Dad, that... Um, uh, the Chargers will always have a place in my heart. Uh, we've talked about this before, but Aaron Rodgers is still in Green Bay. I, I would like to see Rodgers get one more Super Bowl this year. He doesn't have a supporting cast. He has Devontae Adams. I, I said cast. Plural. <laughs> That's fair. Well, Aaron Jones is good. Aaron Jones had an off year last year. You know, I know it was weird with uh, no preseason and stuff like that, but um, he had... I think he'll have a bounce back year this year. By the way, I hear the dogs in the background. I don't know if you can get away from them or not, but 
Um, oh yeah, I can. Let me get. That's the neighbor's dog. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah, but yeah, about that. no, no, you're good. You're good. So you're out in Colorado <laughs> these days. And of course, you know, chargers go every year to play Denver. Is that something that you'd want to do? I mean, no, we've talked about it before. I mean, do you plan on doing one in LA? What, what do you think? I would like to, I would like to go to the new, the new stadium in LA. I heard it's top of the line. There was a fight that broke out between Rams and charger fans. I don't know if you saw that on TikTok. There was a, a brawl that broke out in the stands between the two LA teams. Did the Chargers fans win? They kicked that dude's ass. <laughs> that guy, he had an Aaron Donald jersey. He left with no jersey on and a bloody face. So that goes to show. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I don't promote violence, but that's good stuff. <laughs> So the Super Bowl is also in L.A. this year. It's Sunday, February 13th, so it's always the first Sunday in February. Now it's going to be the second Sunday in February from now on for the Super Bowl this year. Who do you got in the Super Bowl and why? Um, well, don't you think it would be great to see, like, Green Bay and the Chargers? <laughs> I knew you were going to <laughs> Green Bay and the Chargers. I mean, yeah, of course it would. I mean, I I don't know who I'd even go for at that point because I, I think it'd be cool to see Rodgers win his, you know, I think last ring, but also the Chargers if they got their first one. I can only imagine how you'd be. Um, I don't know, man. I, I seriously think it's going to be, I could see the Buccaneers going back and then I could see, I think the Bills are going to be good. Uh, you know who I think is going to be really good this year that, could make some noise. I think Arizona is going to be really good with Kyler, with DeAndre Hopkins. I know J.J. Watt is not what he used to be, but he's on the defense now. They still have Chandler Jones. I I feel like they could do something this year, man. I don't know. I feel like Arizona could, with some more development, they could really be something. Maybe in 2023. You don't think so this year or next? No. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Okay. But, you know, uh, Nice wishing, though. Say that again? I said, it's always nice to wish. Yeah, no, that's fair. Are you playing fantasy football this year? Um, I'm not in any fantasy football leagues this year. I'm just, um, like I said at the beginning, I'm just concentrating on good vibrations. That's what I'm concentrating on right now. So fantasy football is not part of the good vibrations? Not this year. I'm going to step back from that this year. Um, okay. I had a couple of different offers and a couple of different leagues, but um, um, no, you know, you know. Let me just say another team that you know might show something if they can go the whole season that their quarterback can play good. Um, you know, Seattle might do all right. I think so too. It's just. Russell Wilson has this weird thing where the first half of the year he's great and the second half of the year he's just not the same player. It's fucking weird. Right. Every year. Because players get beat up. That's why. No, I mean, I understand that, but it's every season with that guy. Every season. Yeah, he was my starting quarterback last season on my fantasy football league I was in, and he was killing it. That's not to say I was killing it or anything, but he was really scoring a lot of points. But, um, uh, you know, I just, I don't know. We'll have to see. I mean, you know, the draft was really good for a lot of teams this year. And like you said, you know, for some reason, you just can't count out Tom Brady. Every year, man. Every, I don't think they're going to win it this year, but I can easily see them going right back. 
you know, because why not? It, it's it, the Buccaneers have the same exact defense, same exact coaching staff. Mike Evans is still there. Godwin's still there. Antonio Brown's still there. Gronk is still there. Leonard Fournette. Like they have the same fucking cast. It, it, it's like in the movies where the same, it's like the Fast and Furious shit where the same exact cast is back for every movie. That's exactly what happened sure. this year. The same cast is back. There was no reason that we should think they at least have a shot. You know what I mean? Well, uh, I know. I mean, maybe Aaron Rodgers should hire Tom Brady's personal trainer. I don't know why more guys don't do that. Maybe he's just loyal to Tom Brady. Maybe he's like, no, like, I just want to work with Tom. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. So, yeah, I don't know. before we get yeah, out of here, because I only have a few minutes left, what are you looking forward to the rest of the year? Uh, Dakota, you know, your son, my brother, is getting married in October, so I'm going to see you in October. The whole family is going to be together. What are you looking forward to the rest of the year, and and what's going on with you personally for the rest of 20, uh, 2021? Uh, well, I, I'm definitely going to really enjoy myself at the wedding. Um, really proud that he's getting married. Um. Uh, the rest of the year, when it, when it does turn to winter, winter here in Colorado, I I would really like to be able to, you know, take a trip to San Diego just because, you know, it's like the best climate in the continental United States. (laughs) Right. But, um, I really, I don't know. I I, I think I'm going to try to talk you out of getting out of Northern California one way or another, that would be a, that would be something. But, um, as far as personal goals, uh, I, I just, I just want to be happy. Okay. All right. That's a good goal. That's a great goal. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's been a lot of changes for you personally and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's definitely feasible. I'm looking forward to October. For sure. And I mean, of course, we're going to talk before then, but it's just signing off on the podcast. Anything else you want to say to the listeners? Anything else you want to say to anyone who might be sticking around still? It's the 100th episode, um, so it's a special special occasion today. Uh, just thank you for having me on. Uh, such an honor. 100th episode. I mean, you know, speak for itself. I mean, you know, the, the producer and the director must be one hell of a guy. <laughs> Oh, is that you? Oh. <laughs> the producer and the director. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. It, it's it's definitely fun, and I mean, it's it's been a hell of a journey. To put things in perspective for you, me and you did our podcast September 2019. That was only episode 28. We are now at 100, less than basically two years later. So Wow. A lot, lot of work has been put into this thing, man. I, I've been working my ass off. Yeah, I can definitely tell nobody gets to a hundred as a hundred podcasts just by you know being a slacker i mean you really you put in a lot of hard work i just uh i just wanted to keep going for you and i can't believe i was on episode i mean a podcast 29 wow that seems like so long ago i mean it was it was only two years ago which i mean obviously covid's happened the lakers have won a title the clippers haven't like there's been a lot of stuff that's happened you don't have to use the Lakers when your title is a timeline. <laughs> but be that as it may. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to jump off of here and 
do something close to nothing. Likewise. <laughs> Likewise. I love you, son. I don't know if I can say that on the podcast, of but course, I do. Of course you can. I love you too, Dad. Thank you for coming on here. I appreciate it. You, you were the most fitting right. person I've had to finish off this thing. So thank you for coming on. And doing it. <laughs> All right. Give me a call after you wrap everything up. Okay. I will. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was my dad, Jerry Lawhorn, his second time on the podcast. And it is about time for me to close up shop here as we just passed the three-hour mark. Again, I want to thank you guys so much for just being a part of this journey with me. And I didn't really have an exit script or anything like that. I like just going kind of off the head with this kind of stuff. I was going to come in here and make a, an announcement of some sorts, but I don't know if I'm ready just yet to make the announcement. It's a pretty big one, so I don't know if I want to reveal it just yet. I want to say thank you to Al. Thank you to Felipe. Thank you to my dad for coming on and being a part of this thing with me. If you guys have made it this far in, I mean, first of all, fucking thank you, and I appreciate it. Uh and that's basically all I got. I have business cards coming. We're going to have hoodies in the fall. This thing's going to keep going. Um, I don't think I'll be here the rest of this month, just so you guys know. I don't think I'll be back in August. I'm going to let this one sit for a little while. I hope three hours is enough to get you guys through for a couple different days, or it's enough to get you through the next couple weeks. Um, I think September, I'm going to come back, and I'll have one ready for you on September 1 to start off the September right. And then me, Al, and a couple other people are going to do an NFL preview, and we're going to keep going just like nothing ever happened because that's how you got to treat life. That's how you got to treat something like this. So, again, thank you guys very much. I love you guys. I appreciate it. If you guys want a business card, a hat, a hoodie, just hit me up on Instagram at Blake Mayfield 23 or on Facebook under Blake Mayfield. And it's all love. I appreciate it. I wouldn't be here without you guys listening. And thank you very much. I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to enjoy the rest of my night. 100 episodes forever. Couldn't ask for anything more. Thank you guys. Have a good day.